Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marcus Marks. And welcome back to Bros Watch PLL 2. We're moving through our casual rewatch of PLL. We're on to 6B. Mm-hmm. Really moving through these because we got to finish up because the show's coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did another three episodes of 6B. We did 611 of late, I think, of Rosewood. 617, we've all got baggage. And 620, hush, hush, sweet little liars. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? You know, I enjoy parts of it, um, kind of like 6A, you know, there's, there's scenes I like. Um, I think the overall mystery is, the word coming to mind is not accurate, but malformed, like rushed. It's not quite fully there. Not baked enough? Possibly. Um, the problem with our casual rewatch, though, not enough shower. No, we missed the shower episode. I think it's 6.15 is yeah. like her big episode. Well, even I think the one right before Lynn watched when she, Mona and her had a little alleyway talk. Well, she starts doing that thing where like we, when she would talk to someone, she wouldn't turn her body. She would just turn her head. Like, so she's constantly turning her head like 90 degrees to each side to talk to people. Shower was amazing in 6A. <laughs> and then in 6B, she's just this like villainous troll. I feel like the... That that's like writer response there. I don't know. Maybe I'd have to check the dates to see when they filmed and shot and whatnot. But I feel like like audience feedback had been rolling in on shower by that point. Like her her affect, her aesthetic, everything about her just reminds me a little bit of uh uh like Karen Gillan in Gardens of the Galaxy. Hmm. Okay. Like she's just like the PLL Nebula. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> we met. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Can I ask you a question related to PLL? Sure. As in all TV shows. Except for PLL, shockingly. How long could you maintain faking amnesia? You mean just personally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like the, you need to get out of something. We need a, the old, need a uh, iZombie. Is that, is that where you're coming from on this? Did they do an iZombie? I haven't seen the new stuff yet. I'm so oh, behind. Really? I'm so behind. Well, there's the only one. No, but like the Blaine character, he's been doing, like, it's, oh, it's yeah. unclear whether or not he really has. Well, a little amnesia. bit of the Eric, but like every show. He's kind of like, not, though, right? Like, that's the only way that plays out, right? Huh? The whole amnesia thing. I don't like Blaine. Yeah, I know. They they wanted to be the spike. He's not really the spike. He's but like really the, the only way that plotline becomes interesting is eventually he he drops the the reveal and is like, "No, I need the whole time." Um <laughs> just a dick. <laughs> how long could I go? Yeah, the new eye zombie, I don't know. It was it was okay, but it's like there's a lot to change is happening. Mm. Uh how long could I go faking amnesia? Mm-hmm. I guess it would be tough cuz I I feel like if I were faking this with you, you would try to set up situations to trick me you know like let's see if he's if he's really has amnesia or he's faking it let's you know, just say like, i would let me certainly plant, take advantage strategically plant things to see how you react to them oh yeah. like aha you're not supposed to know what that is you or know? i would do the this is just a bad this is like the most micro example of a macro thing but mm-hmm. i'd be like i don't know if you remember this from before your accident but you owe me like fifty thousand dollars i probably wouldn't believe you <laughs> i don't know Blank slate you like Tabula Raza, you might be like super gullible or just nice. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's the question. If you're amnesia, if you had amnesia, you'd be pretty paranoid, or at least I feel like I would. Hmm. Like, I wouldn't like the idea of people just telling me, oh, yeah, this this is what was happening. You know, this was your opinion on this or this is how you felt about that, you know? Hmm. 
and I guess he'd probably want to seek out family members. Theoretically, they'd be the most honest and be like, did I really owe this guy 50000 Unless they look like you, though. How do you know they're actually family members? Yeah, that's a good point. I think. I mean, they could have photos and whatnot. If it was somewhat genuine, I think I would wait till you were settled in and a little bit comfortable with the fact that you owe you're not quite sure who you are and you'll figure it out. And then I would start anonymously sending you videos of you doing terrible things in the past. You don't have any of those videos. They're all destroyed. <laughs> in the fire? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be fun to try. I don't know. I mean, I could go to our Faking Our Own Desk podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, the sad thing is, like, it's not like you're going to do this at work. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't pull. Well, off I mean, what do you, work. you know, what do you remember? Do you remember nothing, or are you fully functional? And you don't remember personal memories because I, could I mean, theoretically still do my job if I didn't remember who I was. Might even make it easier. Well, I mean, what is the level of like casual amnesia? Like, I remember who the president is. Unfortunately, is amnesia real? I think so. Is it really though? I don't know. Somebody hit at us. Like somebody who who has knowledge of such things. I think the worst would be like the memento. Like no, like oh, the no short term, no short term, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Hmm. Well, nobody in PLL has amnesia. I'm kind of surprised that we've never seen like the amnesia plotline. That's the Strawberry Patch Lane, I think. Yeah. What if that's like the end of Seven Eleven? Everyone has amnesia, <laughs> or just Ezra? To be La Rasa. I don't know who I am. <laughs> what? What do you mean? I dated a high school girl. I was a teacher. People wouldn't have been okay with that. Surely the fans would have objected. Anyway, it's five years later. Uh, this episode is written by just Dirty and who's this Lager Marcino, I believe, mm-hmm. directed it, Ron Lager Marcino. We we're starting it up and closing it out with Lager Marcino. All right. Uh, and so just Dirty's going to kick us off here five years later. We kind of hear we're, we're at Rosewood High moving through the hallways, hearing some kind of quotes from Liar episodes past. I, I like that they included Bitch Can See. Oh, like, I was like, is this just a completely random collection? Seemed like it. <laughs> Past a little, sound bites. Because yeah. <laughs> some of them are kind of more plot driven, and but some mean, of them are just like, "Here's a funny Aria line," you know. For for Jenna to not reappear until like halfway through season seven or season seven a, like it just seems weird to have like bitch can see. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we eventually see that. We're in a classroom, and who's the teacher? Oh, it's Allie, and she's reading a sonnet. Mm-hmm. Allie's boring now. Just think about this this class. These kids, in just a few days or weeks or whatever, will dress up in hoodies just to fuck with their teacher. Yes. Good <laughs> job, kids. Their teacher sucks. Uh, Allie's, like, reading the sonnet, like, lost in thought, like, in the bell ring. She's like, oh, sorry. Yeah. The kid's like, God, can you imagine going to this class? They're just like, our teacher's such a spacey freak. She's like, you didn't turn your homework. And the guy's like, "Uh, yeah, I did. And she's like, oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) They're like, I heard you used to be cool. What happened? Can't you show us how to make like fake passports? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Allie is reading about romance because she's in love with fucking Rick Rollins here. So Rick rolls in out of the shadows as he will in pretty much every scene he's in. In this half season, he's just like ominously like hovering for so long. And then he's got this goofy look in his face. He has such bland villainy about him. It's like he's extra boring. And it's weird because like, uh, what's his face? Hugh Collins is on our Instagram. So I see his like stuff occasionally. 
like his personality is so completely different. It's weird to think that like you wanted to take this kind of like British kind of like like I feel like he's uh got like like he's into like soccer and whatnot. Like he just seems like a, like a real chummy guy, mm-hmm. and you want to make him just you just play it more boring, man. Just just you're the most white bread boring American dude who you could ever imagine. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. It's it's a weird choice. Yeah, I don't know. It's like you're a villain who's like, this is your mock take on like boring dudes. Like, just well, play it like you're Ezra. It's like you've got to wait a whole season before you can chew any scenery. Yeah, you, you and just he's gotta... good when he chews the scenery. Yeah, I know. It's like that's when he gets to have fun. And, yeah, but he has to spend a whole season being a guy who we all assume is the villain because we saw the uh, the flat or the flash forward whatever. He's from coming the last for you. Episode. Yeah, even yeah. though that's pr- apparently not about him anyway, but it. It put this guy on everyone's radar, so we're just like every time he's on screen, we're like, "Boo, fuck this guy." Yeah. Hence the name Rick. Rick. <laughs> Fucking Rick. With a W, in case you're new to the program. Rick um, is Charlotte's psychologist, but he's also like her lawyer or something. Like he's he's working a lot with the judge. Well, I guess psychologists would do that. Well, he's just like Ali's like, oh, I want to write like a little handwritten I mean, letter. I've seen the movie Identity of John Cusack. That's how it works. Sure. Um, well, he's gonna like take care of all that for her. She's like, uh, I know they're being subpoenaed against their will to come to this oh, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. because he'll, I insisted. He'll put in the court notifications. But, uh, please put this handwritten letter in there. It's just like Allison, your friends might be compelled with it. And she's like, you don't know the friends, my friends, the way I do. They're fucking pushovers. It's pretty messed up to subpoena your friends for this. Well, I don't think she's subpoenaing the friends, isn't she? She's just throwing in this emotional blackmail letter. But she's like making this happen, though. Right, she's making the the hearing happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, debatable, but I don't know. Allie's kind of horrible in this. Anyway, blah blah blah. She's writing the letter, and then we cut to uh, some reshot green screen footage of Spencer reading this letter in front of the Capitol. There, I would love to know. Did was there really just like a? Uh, have you seen the internet outrage about our green screen? <laughs> Arya looks like she's at a book signing, but oh, no, she's just an assistant for, assistant for Mr. Dunbar there. Mr. Dunbar. Yeah. No, Ivy Dunbar's a man. Well, what are you going to do? Uh, Ostinato by Ezra Fitz is on the discount rack. About to be pulped, yeah. Yeah, at this bookstore. There's also some joke out of the game. Boston Heights bookstore, yeah. <laughs> uh, you would think that like 75% of the books written in the world were Joanna Fluke. <laughs> yeah, really. Based on PLL. Hannah's on an airplane. She's looking all glamorous. There's a baby, or not a baby, like a toddler next to her that she's kind of playing with. And then a mom comes and picks her up. Hannah was just watching. The well, there's some, there's some like loose match cuts. Arya looks out a window. And then there's Hannah looking out a window. Hannah drinks from her drink. Emily's pouring a drink. Hannah, or not Hannah. Emily just gets like a $7 tip there or something. Like nice. that's, that's a healthy tip. She's like, oh, I'm so poor. I, get, I just got tipped $7 for a cocktail. I remember you went deep on like the economics of how like uh, uh, Emily's got the most like take home income. She would be fucking rolling in it. When you look like Emily Fields and you're a bartender, you get seven dollars on a on a single drink tip. Like that's what happens. Also, the Glen Clown thirties there. Yeah, yeah. She's she's having no problems at all with her cash flow. Is she's actually a bartender? I don't think we talked nearly enough about uh, Ken De Laurentiis in the last one of his. His piss whiskey and his like shit coffee. I think we might have talked enough about it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, let's before we move on, I mean, because we talked about this a little last time, let's just get this out of the way now. The 
where the liars are five years later. I mean, obviously, this is some backseat driving. Hmm. Um, I, I can see what the show is going for, and I think they somewhat execute on it. I just wish they'd gone a different way. What is it you perceive that they're going for? I mean, they do some like minor misdirects. It's like, oh, did Hannah have a kid with Caleb? No, no, she's, you know, she she didn't have a kid. Mm. Is Arya a writer? No, she's just an assistant. So there's like a little bit of a play on things. Oh, Emily's just a bartender. It's just, it seems so mild, I guess, to me. Like, has Spencer conquered all of DC? Yeah. No, she's just sitting on a bench. Yeah, it, <laughs> it just seemed very mild to me rather than some sort of major flip on, on the head, you know? Uh, I mean, I, I think that they painted it enough. Like, here's where we are in Media Ray. Well, enough of it will come out. It's, it's, that part's fine. I mean, it's not like Spencer's like, hey guys, it's me five years later, and now I vote Republican. <laughs> Find yeah, out how guess, in flashbacks. I don't know. I feel like they could have steered into the conflict more. The show usually does, and there's, there's some of that, but it just seems like, like, PLL's usually turned up to 11 mm-hmm. in terms of like the intensity, and I feel like it's only at like a five or a six right now. Well, at least with one one bump in points, because I don't know if you heard, Wayne Fields died. Yeah, Greg, Greg moved in. I mean, mind you, my instincts are also not the instincts that would have led to like Hector, the guy who you sell your face to for information or whatnot. So, like, the show has its own vibe. They take us in weird places, and we usually like it. But in in this case, I feel like the the dramatic tension was not ratcheted up to where it needed to be. So you're saying that if you were like in some kind of supervisory writer position. If someone came in and pitched you Hector, you would have been against it. You think? Maybe I, I'm not saying I would have been against it. I never thought of it. You okay. know, like the, okay. the show just like comes up with weird stuff that like it's like I'm like, how the heck did they come up with that? You know? I just, I just, I picture you just sitting down and be like, no, no, convince me. And they're like, <laughs> he trades secrets for faces, <laughs> or like Duncan the teen pilot. I could see on paper, you're like, what? No, and Duncan was great, you know. Um, or I just, just that's CC why I with think the mannequin leg. I. It it feels like PLL to me. It just feels rushed. Like some of the the situations they get into are so perfect for the age they're now in. The the drama that people encounter mm. in their real lives. I enjoyed a lot of the dare I say like flashback stuff more than the present day stuff. Well, and I mean, I think we talked at the time at the end of the season that it felt like they hadn't fully baked the mystery yet. Because mm. I mean, this is like what like they're shooting this a week or two after they shot six ten. It just didn't seem like they were able to really sit down and figure out like exactly where they wanted to go yet. Other upside of the casual rewatch, no Jordan. No, we, we managed to skip all that. But I mean, I'm just curious if just if this were you and you were running things. How, what, what situations would you have the liars in five years later? I mean, that's, that's a long conversation with some scientists as I think about it. Um, Cause this is what we have. I don't. Know, I think it's a bold. I think it's a bold choice, though, just to completely separate them from their endgame ships. Because um, what else would you do? Do you just like have Spencer and Toby like be together and married in like a completely loveless marriage with like no passion? No, I I guess Spencer's been in and out of rehab and is like a little bit of a pariah, and it's awkward for Veronica for Spencer to be back in town during the campaign. As it should be. Anyway. Yeah, I know, but like I feel like they're that would be a way to really ratchet things up. Like her speech about Spencer when she brings in front of the crowd should be like, this is my daughter. Don't Google her. I beg you. Like, I, I don't think she would introduce her daughter. Uh, you know, This is my other daughter. Also, don't Google her. I, I think Spencer just having to watch 
Melissa up there on stage. You know, as a candidate for state senator, it's only occurred to me as I'm standing in front of this microphone. This was not a great idea. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the the storyline that I didn't connect with the most is Emily's, though. Yeah, well, because they, they steered really quickly into this whole eggs business and that she's poor, which doesn't. I guess it just didn't line up with her lifestyle. Like if she was working at like a Walmart or something, Ooh. you know, it'd be like, Oh, that's rough. But that is it's the like, darkest timeline. no, she's like a hip bartender. Like it's hard for me to be like, Oh yeah, you're really destitute there. Emily. You really love the fact that you think she makes the most take home income. I'm absolutely positive. She does. Okay. She, she just got a $7 tip on one drink. And this is like, I don't know. This whole bar screams airport bar to me. This looks like an islands restaurant or something. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Which ooh. Ooh, that that is actually a dark timeline for Emily because yeah. islands fucking sucks. Ooh. I don't know. I just I can't wait for the angry emails from Islands wait staff. Oh fuck how them. Dare, how dare you? They're fucking assholes, okay? Every single one of them. I, I went there once to the bar with Peanut and we were like, hey, can we get some menus? And the lady's just like, oh, they're over there. And just like points behind us. And I was like, oh, okay. Do you, you see, you think the interview, like someone walks in and they're just like, hi, how are you? And then the manager's like, what? what? Shut the fuck up. Get out of here. We only take rude people. Also, their food is terrible. Oh, well, that's, that's a solid point. Um, I mean, our, it's, I guess it's like most of them are pretty much where you'd expect them to be. Like, what if Emily, like, had, like, her anger issues really came out after high school, you know? What if Arya just completely flipped her personality because she was so cold now and like she comes back seeming like a different person? I think the the thing that's really interesting is is Ezra. Like that ridiculous storyline of Ezra. Like the the amount of drama. Well, like they were willing to go there. Backstory. They were willing to go there with Ezra, but it was like they were resistant to go there with their main characters because they I don't know, it's like they had this desire for people to be happy about what they were up to five years ago. Surface later. happy. Yeah. Because obviously they're not really happy. Yeah, but it's to me, it's just like that volume is just not turned up enough. You know, there's some subtle unhappiness going on there, but well, nowhere think, near what it should be. I think what you want subconsciously is for them to just be so much, wherever they are in their lives, be so much better when they're together. Like when yeah. they come back together, like like it's something like explosion. I mean, they're I, so much happier. I want we have to go back is what I want. Yeah, you want that. Um, did you see the thing about the volcano today? No, I didn't. That was the original ending of Lost. Is they were going Jack and Locke were going to fight on a volcano. That sounds awesome. They were like setting it up in season three before they realized that they'd never be able to afford it. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Um. And then and then Revenge of the Sith came out, and they were like, "Well, we can't do the TV version of that." Um. But like, I think the the problem with that is they're also working like the Spalab thing. So there's also this like decayed in their friendship. Well, see, we'll we'll get to that. But like, what if Spalab was actually together? I feel like that's more interesting. That'd be fucking hot. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's move on. I, I think I've made my positions known on this. Hmm. Um, Charlotte is uh, talking to Allie in her very nicely appointed room. It's a huge room. I mean, they got her on the murder charge, right? Did they just forget about Wilden? Good point. I, I don't think if you murder someone and like a cop and uh somehow work like a like an insanity plea or something like that that you end up in a nicely appointed mental institution room and then just get out free in a couple of years. That's a good size room. And that's not if I'm correct, that's not like bars on the windows or anything. No, those look like they're just shades. Yeah, they're just yeah. blinds. Um also frustrating lack of an SRA. She's in two scenes oh, I mean, and one of them she's a corpse. She's on another show. Yeah. <laughs> 
just still frustrating like of an SRA. Yeah, she's like, oh, do you think they're still upset with me? It's like, oh, you think, Cece? Come on. <laughs> you wore them like gloves at one point. Like yeah. the, it's probably because we didn't rewatch Game Over Charles mm. to the extent that like like we watched all the dollhouse stuff and now we're jumping to here. And it like the idea of like having sympathy for what Cece did to them is like really hard to swallow. Still. I'd like to think that if I was in their shoes watching her confession on tape and you get to the point where she's like, but did you die? I wouldn't necessarily be like overcome a sympathy. And then when she tries to blow up the building. Yeah. When she tries to take them all down in an explosion. Uh, oh, do you think they're still upset with me? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm not a fan of the whole, let's feel sorry well, so, for but wasn't, anything. Wasn't the rumor that like, the initial plan was to kill Allison. I think they, I think I saw that they talked about killing Allie. Yeah. Mm. That would have felt redundant to me, but yeah. Um, so yeah, Allie and Cece, Allie's so concerned. She only cares about getting Cece out. But it's, me, it's funny too, that she's being completely played by Charlotte. This whole time. But let me put it this way. I think that this might be, it's a casual rewatch. So I haven't resampled all 10 episodes in six B. I do think six eleven is the best. Well, there's of, of season six B. There's potential that I feel like, like you can see some of the setups later with the, uh, you know, the murder and whatnot. But I, it, it feels like they didn't follow through the way they could have. No, but I think I think it's not because there's a lack of strength in this episode. I think that like this is the best iteration of some of this flash forward stuff we see in in the latter half of season six. Somewhat. I mean, some of the flashbacks we get are good. No, I mean, I mean of this five years forward world. Yeah, the flashbacks and stuff are great. Yeah, so we get Spencer, uh, you know, pulled back into Rosewood. She looks over and sees the little liars analogs at Lucky Leon's, um, and they get a text, and she, and Spencer kind of feels they're like, oh shit, and then it's just like probably nothing because they all start giggling. It's a dick pic. <laughs> that's what, that's the what same, the millennials do, right? All got the same dick pic. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's a picture of my dick. It's and then like, like it's, signed A. It's like. Uh, this generation's null con just like sent them a dick pic or something and they're all just like tee hee hee I guess I could see at least the value of like snapchatting your dick because then you could also put text I don't see like, the value like, of snapchat period like here's, here's my dick and also like hey you want to get dinner later okay <laughs> your snapchat user huh I'm a, I'm a snap dick mm-hmm. user Emily's taking some surreptitious pills. We don't know what's wrong so with her. If you had your druthers, what kind of pills would she be popping? Um, I feel like, like if, antipsychotics. If I were going to explore like Wolfsbane? the lost Emily years, it would have to be something to do with like her having like really having to like confront her anger issues. Hmm. So I don't know what kind of pills would be related to that. To keep her calm. Maybe I mean, maybe just some some anxiety medication or something <laughs> like that. Anti. Know? Anti-Hulk rage pills. Yeah. <laughs> There's a small dose in radiation in every one of these pills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of kryptonite. But the, yeah, the, the eggs thing is not, it just doesn't seem scandalous to me, I guess. It's like, no. oh, she's doing it because she needs money. And it's like, okay. Like, I don't know. I, it's not like the rest here's, of the girls are that successful, even though they like put on. Okay, here's, 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 we've talked about this before. Here's the super scandalous version of that. Mm-hmm. Do you, have you heard of, what do they call it? Uh, sweetie culture? No. Um, so along with like the daddy and the queen and all that stuff, the the common stuff, there's a what? there's a thing where stars when they post tweets, 
Mm. They'll get a bunch of tweets from people who live in like Dubai, like come to Dubai, sweetie. I have a bunch of money. Like, uh, okay. Like sure. the rich Sultan thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what if it's like she had to marry like somebody for a green card? I and mean, that's just not, yeah, <laughs> that's not fun. No. Was it more fun to sell your eggs? I mean, that's to me, that's just not scandalous. It's not. Also, every time you say eggs, it triggers me to think of eggs. Johnny. Yeah. Eggs. They're eggs. When 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 Shay sells them, you're just, from you're just a real dick. I don't need. Snapchat. Oh, I'm sorry. Got you right here. <laughs> you not appreciate that's just, my. That's, that's real cold blood. The Canadian. I accent. just explained to you this serious issue I have. Look at you. I've already forgotten who Johnny is. <laughs> you're lucky then. So the liars unite and they take a shit ton of selfies, as you do. It definitely looks like they just gave a camera to the actors and were like, "Have fun." Yeah. That must have been a fun day in the set. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could maybe make the argument that they don't, they look more like the actor cells right now, like their expressions and whatnot, mm-hmm. than the liars, but mm-hmm. whatever. What do you think of Arya's hair? It's cute. It's damning um, with faint praise. How do you, how do you feel about the bangs while we're at it? I like how you're, you're just, you're just dying for scandal over here. Am I? Yeah. Okay. That's really your motif, isn't it? It's your move. I'm just trying to do some good radio, man. Yeah, well, that's, that ship has sailed. <laughs> that plane is crashing to the goddamn mountain. Um, in general, I would not be a fan of this look, but I think Troyan wears it incredibly well. Do you think this is actually Spencer? I don't know. That I'm, the, I'm really like, I'm in on the, the Twincer theories right now. They're fun. That twi- I mean, that just seems so ridiculous. That's why I like it. <laughs> I want big and bold. Like if it's just like Lucas is a, it's just like you can't see him making a jerk off motion right now. But um, yeah, it's no, I want something bigger than that. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, uh, Arya's checking out Hannah's big rock for engagement. She has a funny line here. She's like, "Oh, this looks bigger when you posted it." Which yeah. like burn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's kind of weirdly backhanded. <laughs> Arya's like, "Yeah, fuck you." <laughs> uh, we discussed. Love lives a little bit. Liam, Arya's new dude, is apparently adorable, but does not like being called that, which I, I'm sure. Sorry, I don't I'm like sh- when you call me I'm adorable. Sure he secretly likes it. Emily makes a joke about how she's like, you know, delayed graduating because she like took a year off to plow through the Italian women or something like that, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I could I could buy for sure. Mm-hmm. Added a few platoons to her army. Uh, also, Spencer... I, I want to hear more about the ambassador's son. Exactly. Yeah. Talk so... about those failed diplomatic relations. Who is our ambassador? Like Nikki Haley right now? Ugh. Yeah. I Spencer definitely would have dated a Republican at some point in college. I, like, I feel very confident about that. No? Oh, I maybe. I'm just thinking of like what a boring sex life that would have been. Well, you, you totally see it sooner or later, there would have been some kind of like douchey, but maybe a little bit charming Republican dude. She would have dated for like a couple weeks and then eventually it would have been like, no, like this is. I was just going to say. Here's an added kudos to Jason's weird, like urban detective Jesus look. Mm-hmm. At least he didn't go like the fucking Jared Kushner route. You know what I mean? How would he? Like slightly more recent. Jason Matthews? comes back five years later dating Ivanka Trump. <laughs> Like Brooks Brothers on a flak jacket, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they talk about all the. I mean, dudes. I can see Spencer's like, 
yeah, I'm dating a real estate guy who owns a tabloid who's also going to save like Middle East peace. <laughs> uh, they discussed the alley situation. None of them are thrilled with it. Uh, you can't see it on the screen, but Spencer's making a jerk off motion. Yeah. Later on, Emily briefly talks to Pam. It's funny that Pam is in this episode. She's in like one scene. Yeah. Um, we find out that they're, you know, obviously what's his face is dead. Pam, uh, the, a mention of Gary. Yeah. Greg. Like, Greg. Yeah. And Pam's just like, Greg, nah. Uh, and Emily's like really upset by this. She's like, I thought you liked him. And Pam's just oh. like, just we'll talk later. Like, fucking chill out. What? Why are you so into Greg? Like, does, does Emily just need the father figure, maybe? Maybe. Or just needs Pam to be out. Well, because Pam's all out here by herself. Oh, and I feel like that's something else. They- Weird, super fit. Here's, here's something set up and not explored really it's like emily's per- perhaps need for a new patriarchal figure mm-hmm. you know like she seems very concerned about pam's love life and then like we don't see pam for like a million episodes <laughs> do you think greg is 100 like in wayne's platoon and he's like well wayne's gone scandalous <laughs> like uh i give that uh, like what's his face three, on homeland two, right two one hey pam okay <laughs> Now I just want a situation where Greg shows up and everyone keeps calling him Gary. <laughs> he should just be played by that same guy on Homeland who's taken over. Not for if you Brody. fucking understand. Isn't that guy like on the blacklist now? He's or something? probably on some CBS show or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gold star on the window. Radley Sanitarium has been transformed by Ashley Marin, Marin into uh, the Radley. Mm-hmm. Uh, chic and fashionable hotel slash like brunch place or something. Mm-hmm. Look at all the wine everywhere in this episode. Yes. This this episode is drunk and horny. Mm-hmm. Just look at the screen cap of Ashley Marin right here. That's that's gorgeous. Ashley's a little disappointed that Hannah didn't bring Jordan. So that's obviously who the fiance is. Hannah's like, who? Oh, right. My fiance. Hannah just kind of brushes it off. And Ashley, Ashley seems more concerned about the Charlotte business than Hannah is. She's just like fuck charlotte basically like she did terrible things to you and hannah's just like i got it don't worry about well, it and it's 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 rough for all of these girls because they come back to try to reconnect with their family and their family are all like oh you guys do everything else and ever tells you to you're still following her around which they do yeah but like it's a little hard to hear uh aria is given a book of short stories that liam james gave to her to gave to byron and she's like oh he's trying to impress me he is Byron seems really eager to gossip about Ezra. Yes. Like, I feel like Byron and Ella have probably beaten the subject into the ground over lots of wine and toast. And now he's just like, I got I to gotta get Arya's take on the whole Ezra situation. I 100% think that Byron and Ella shit-talking Ezra has turned into verbal foreplay. I think it's probably why they're getting married again. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the, literally the only thing they can talk about anymore. I think I think Byron can just walk up to Ella in like a crowded room at like a party or something and just whisper like just picture Ezra's crying face and she's just like upstairs closet now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Ezra apparently, you know, something happened with that girl Nicole. We don't know exactly what yet. Uh all those people dead in the jungle. Not supposed to be controversial. Yeah. Oh, I like the the Ezra got sick and they sent him home. <laughs> <laughs> Was he just like just cry vomiting? For humanity, he's just like, get lost, asshole. <laughs> Ezra lives above the brew now. He still owns the place. Yeah. 
then of course Veronica Hastings see the ad for her for state senate her and Spencer have a little conversation over whether or not Spencer is a lobbyist Spencer doesn't like that term uh, but obviously she is just you know for the good guys or whatever for the grassroots organizations mm-hmm. and Veronica's like whoever Sidney Wade worked for in uh, the American president yeah I don't even remember what that means is that the uh, love interest mm-hmm. okay it's in that Benning yeah Sydney Wade. Like, did you just watch that movie or something? How do you remember that name? Okay. Because they say it like a thousand times in that movie. Sydney Ellen Wade. Okay. Seen the movie like once. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Marco's laughing because uh, I just skipped forward to when Ezra shows up. He uh, just has this just really like pathetic, sad sack look on his face. Perhaps some of Ian Harding's best, look, this best might work be. here. I think he might even be like maybe sticking out his gut a little, like just just a tad, you know. What if they gave him like Hannah's pregnant belly? Yeah, <laughs> and just like unshaven and gross. Oh my god! If, all they, if they gave him like Apollo's belly from Battlestar Galactica, okay. like all of, all of the Ezra storyline, but he's a little bit like he's got a little bit of a gut the whole time. <laughs> I mean, I think they're going for that as much as they can without you know doing extra makeup appliances but like every time Ezra has to get out of a chair he's like he, he just stops when he sees Arya and he looks like a shattered human being and Arya just kind of weakly smiles at him she's just like I will control you again just his posture when he's sitting talking to her like the way his like it's like he's sitting in a chair that's too short for him or something and, I don't know. and maybe like the armrests are it's like it's all too small for him yeah yeah, he just looks really weird and but awkward. Yeah, looks that must casual. be like Arya's chair. You know, yeah. they, they switched him out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little mini chair for her. Like Mercedes, like it's good, but I want to make one little tweak. And he's like such a dick here too, because Arya says like, "Oh, you know, I understand," and he's just like, "Do you? Do you understand? Because I don't understand. Tell me, tell me, explain it to me why this could happen." And she's just like. Holy shit, just trying to be nice. Which, in a microcosm, she will basically write his book for him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she'll do that. Um, also, he got an advance from her publisher that she works for. And Does the female character <laughs> go missing at the end of the book? Like, how does that work? Oh, Ostinato? Yeah. Oh, well, we no, don't know no, what the new book. Are. The new oh. book, the Then and Now. Um, oh, that's right. That's the name of it. Yeah. God, that's garbage. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I get the Now and Then thing, but yeah, I feel like it could have been better. Like, if I see a book called Then and Now, I'm not picking it up. I'm judging that book by its cover. No. This is not going to become a movie that stars Anne Hathaway. Was Anne Hathaway in that movie? No, I'm just thinking of movies Anne Hathaway's done. Okay. Just randomly? Yeah. Anne Hathaway? Yeah. Yeah. It's no me without you. Okay. What's going on over there? Nothing. All right. He's a dick. Arya's just trying to be nice. Um... He, he's just like explained to me like very much like how how dare anything bad happen to people who are on Habitat for Humanity or white men. Basically, <laughs> yeah. it's like we're here to do good. How could you how could you possibly like this? I mean, not that I'm like advocating for these like weird like, you know, like jungle commandos or whoever these are who kidnapped her. But he could theoretically see it something where people wouldn't like people from another country coming in and doing shit in their country, perhaps. Yeah. Anyway, he's a dick. And I think Arya this whole time is just being like, I made the right decision, probably. Mm. No, and you just know Ezra smells funny. Yeah, he probably, he's probably got a funk to him. Speaking of funk, Tobe. 
I, I think speaking of uh, just a very manly fuck here. Yeah. Oh, Toby's like probably very sweaty. He's like hugging Spencer. Toby might be my favorite thing about Five Year Sword. One of the best scenes of this episode is the porch. Well, and even here too, like he's just like brotherhood of I'm sorry, brotherhood of ex boyfriends gotta stick together. Like <laughs> it's just like LOL, so lame. I think he he realizes that he's kind of a little bit of a loser townie, but he's he's accepted it. He knows he knows who he is. Yeah. He's just gonna try to, you know, appreciate the small life that he has. I, I, I had a good chuckle rewatching this later on when Emily's like, Who would have thought that you and Allison would be the ones to stay? And he's just like like sitting on a burp and he's just like <laughs> different reasons, like same outcome. Everyone would have thought Toby stayed, right? <laughs> <laughs> Allie, who, you know, it could go either way, but Yeah. Yeah, he's building a house. And he's uh, he saw Caleb recently. They hang out and go fishing sometimes. They went fishing last summer. What a bro activity. Mm-hmm. We've never gone fishing. Fishing's boring. Yeah. Um, so I'm really enjoying all these awkward pauses. <laughs> I'm just marveling at the screen image, the presence of Keegan Allen. Mm-hmm. He's just owning this scene. Yeah, Spencer wants to know who he's building the house for, and he basically plays coy about it. I guess I'm very intrigued by like how much each of the actors were told about the backstory, like how to play these scenes. They must have been given a, a basic idea of where they are. Oh, I'm sure they had to be. I mean, I wouldn't have shown up for work if I hadn't had that. But like, I don't know. I'm just very curious the way they play some of this stuff, like, especially the Hannah and Caleb stuff. The oh. Hannah and Caleb stuff is interesting because, yeah, I, I do wonder whether or not they knew where that was eventually going because we didn't get all of that for like 10 episodes but it's like you can feel like there's something weird and unspoken there and like did was the uh possible abortion storyline known yet hmm. during this uh toby spencer scene right <laughs> keegan allen just sat in like because the- he says they fell out of sync and like you could totally buy that. Like, it's not surprising that they wouldn't still be together. We we don't necessarily assume there is some big dramatic reason for them to break. Well, up. maybe like the thing where we saw Troy and preparing for the one where she's jumping up and down mm-hmm. off, off in the wings. Like maybe Keegan just sat and listened to like brick by Ben fold fives on mm-hmm. headphones for a while. I can see that. And yeah. He ran in and played the scene. So then we get the alley scene. She's in her classroom, sitting on her desk. All the liars are gathered there to listen to her bullshit. What's well, like Allison. Did this remotely go the way you thought it would? Also, that's a great screen cap. Um, but yeah, like Allison is shocked, just shocked that the liars would not like want Charlotte released. And I kind of like the moment where Emily's bites back at her, just like, "So you want us to forgive her?" And Allison just coldly drops her her nice girl activity, and it's just like, "I don't care if you forgive her." It, she's being absurd. Yeah, like just completely absurd. Yeah, yeah. She just wants her sister back, and it's like. That's great and all, but your sister did some really bad things mm-hmm. to these people in particular who mm-hmm. you claim are your friends. You mm-hmm. know? Well, and like she's just like, Mona's going to talk about the torture and everything. Just what a bitch. <laughs> As opposed to the torture she did to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you can tell none of the liars are really into it, but it's just like, it almost seems weird that they're even humoring Allie here. I mean, Spencer eventually like drops the line. This isn't the playground anymore. You know? Yeah. Like let's pretty let's, please let's grow up a little sugar on top. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, you know, as much as I love all the characters in the scene, I love them. I'm still like mega intrigued when someone says something like, uh, 
oh, Sarah can't testify because of the uh, you know particulars of her conviction. And I'm like, go on. And see that that's something that is set up here that's intriguing. And then eventually it's like, oh, it was no one's fault. And you're like, eh. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what this half season feels like. There's some theoretically interesting setup happening. And then the way it pays off is just like, wah, 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 wah. Anyway, Veronica giving a little speech for some reason introducing her daughter. I, I feel like her campaign manager or Peter Hastings would probably tell her this is a bad idea. Oh, Peter's in Harrisburg raising that cash. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't think you can get the speech in front of a police station. This is town hall. It's also the police department. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to get get technical on us here. But technically, they wouldn't allow that stuff. Maybe um, she's on the sidewalk or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're all discussing in the audience how not cool they are with this whole Charlotte situation. But it's just like, let's just do this and get it over with, basically. I just love they have this conversation at a political rally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm just going to go up on stage. But there's Mona just being wonderful. Mona, Mona Spencer... Talking policy and nightmares. Mona's like adopted a new wardrobe to mirror Spencer's, it seems like. It's like everything she's adopted is to mirror Spencer. Mm-hmm. But like, I think after season two, Mona just grafted on the Spencer in a big way. Uh, a brief yeah. flirtation she with Arya. tried to get Spencer to join her, so. Yeah. Well, she, yeah. she just started like modeling after her. Like that was like Mona 5.0. Spencer seems very cold to Mona here, which is like more grist for the uh, twins or fire. Like, like Mona is just like, oh, we do the same things. Like, do you still have nightmares? I do. And Spencer just like glares at her. Like, I don't know. She's just mad at Mona for bringing this up. Yeah. Like, doesn't want to acknowledge all she's, the trauma. Uh, she's channeling her inner Emily. Yeah, I guess. Like later on, when uh, Mona refers to all these girls as her friends, and Emily's like, objection. <laughs> I like it stricken from the court record that we are her friends. <laughs> Can the bailiff punch her in the face for saying that? I love that Mona still thinks that they're all her friends. It's so cute. Uh, yeah, so Veronica invites her daughter, lightning rod for controversy and scandal, on mm-hmm. stage. And then we get to the all-star scene here. Toby and Emily drinking some brews on the porch. They're like, hey, remember when we were friends? Yeah. And Toby's just, uh, he mentions like it, you know, because Emily's like, oh, college wasn't what I expected. And Toby's like, oh, yeah. You know, I feel you. It took, we find out it took him an extra year to graduate or something like that. Night school. Night school. Uh, not that it helped any. He got passed over for promotion. Again. I got passed over for a promotion. Yeah. Which is just perfect. Like, I feel like this is this is the angle they should have taken for all the liars. You know, it didn't turn out how you expected. Like, really? So you're saying, like, really didn't turn out how they expected? Like, none of them have degrees or anything? Maybe one of them. Hmm. Like, just for a little bit of class conflict, I guess. Like Spencer shows up and she's got like weird tattoos everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You're into that, mm-hmm. like a neck tattoo. Like if Arya was like this like weird like mercenary business person now. And- I really thought you were just gonna say mercenary. Mm-hmm. Like Arya with an eye patch, smoking a stogie. Well, she was like a colonel in that army that she ordered uh, to kill Nicole. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she joined the uh, that outfit that Dan Aykroyd and John Cusack had going in Gross Point Blank. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, Toby's just crushing some beers, like talking about his failures. Emily looks like especially gorgeous. She's listening to him and going on about her situation. I feel like Keegan's like like maybe a little buzzed. Well, Acting I mean, is great. They they want us to think loser Toby, basically. Yeah. You yeah. know, look at this chump. But yeah. I mean, you know, 
really, he's uh, he's had no drama. He's got a new girl about to be his fiance. He's building a house. Could be a lot worse for old Toblerone right now. Until these bitches came back into his life. <laughs> <laughs> and then all bets are off. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, then it's court time. And Allie is just like, oh, my sister's so great. You got to let her out. And the judge is like, whatever. Um, Spencer's wearing like a capelet type thing here. Mm-hmm. Nice little thing. Hannah is like in this crazy like platinum white suit thing. Like she definitely looks high fashion, I guess. Hannah Marin girl boss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's quite a look. The like white blazer and everything. She's Emily is on. literally wearing an outfit that I think we've seen Paige wear in the past. Yeah, Emily's just got a real basic like vest thing going on with a V-neck sweater or V-neck uh, t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Arya, it's her turn. You know, they're all just like saying whatever. And like, Arya's... basically, the the liars are all like reaching deep down inside and finding something diplomatic to say about Charlotte. Coldly. Like, like not a lot of emotion. Just a lot about I decide who I'm afraid of. Yeah. I'm not afraid of her. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> the Hannah one is like especially dismissive. I get up and I have some coffee. Mm-hmm. You go outside. Yeah, fuck this bitch. <laughs> Ari's got a whole prepared statement that she starts to read. Uh, and it's mostly just like the doctors say this and blah, blah, blah. And then she's interrupted because who should walk in? fucking Ezra fits well then Rick leans over to Allison he's like Allison who is this shoveled shade of a man <laughs> who's that fucking chump yeah. Allie's like I dated him when I was 14 <laughs> so, Ezra's dated two of the young women in this room when they were teenagers mm-hmm. yeah he, he just looks like a hot mess and Arya's like watching him sit down the judge is like uh hey lady let's get back to it <laughs> The judge is like, oh my god, is that the guy who wrote Ostinato? I heard he lived in town, but... Now Arya's been distracted, and the judge is like, basically like, look, I don't care what the doctors say, I want to know how you feel. And then she starts having like like triggered flashbacks to the dollhouse, and I think one of these is like her in the box on the ghost train, uh, her being stapled. You see her at one point with like the hands tied. Yeah, yeah. that's in uh, the ghost train episode. Okay. Uh, her being stapled to the wall, her on the slab. Just remembering all the terrible things that Charlotte did to her. Well, and that's I think that's a key detail too, is is as epic as the dollhouse was in their lives and the storyline, like that's not the sum total of the torture no, that Charlotte no. put them through. Yeah, it was years. Yeah. I mean, you know, Hannah's mom almost went to jail <laughs> because of Charlotte. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they did some time. But uh, I think Ari's got a she's got a great little speech about, you know, crying on the train. Like kind of outside of herself, not even realizing that she's the girl crying on the train. Yeah, thinking it was another girl crying, and so she felt better. And then she, everyone is staring at her because she was the one crying. And she's like, "Yeah, I, I don't want Charlotte to get out ever. Fuck that bitch." And the rest of the liars, I think they all kind of feel like they're like, "Shit, like we should have said that." <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're all feeling bad that Arya is the one being honest right now, of all people. Mm-hmm. Mona's watching this, and this seems to affect Mona because when it's her turn to talk. She crumples up her typed statement that she was going to read and instead talks about how she's a rally. She knows what it can do to people. Charlotte was there for years. Like she wants Charlotte to come home, which we can only assume if she's crumpled up her paper, she's just switched. Like, I feel like this is a signal that she was going to say the reverse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Mona, if Charlotte is dead, Mona is the most likely suspect. 
to get her out so she, she has access changes to her. her testimony get charlotte well out so and, she can murder her and just the the narrative device is interesting because you see all of aria's text mm-hmm. you see when she's derailed from it but they never give you a chance to actually see any of mona's no no we don't really see it and this would also be, I think, in character for Mona anyway, just because she would see herself as protecting her friends, right? Like <laughs> she like, can objection. She Mona has witnessed the other three liars kind of make these vague statements of support that seem a little bit like a gun to their head type of situation. Mm-hmm. She's seen Arya be honest about it, and she might be thinking, "I need to get rid of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. That's the only way the situation works itself out." As as a tip of the spear for my friends. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, they kind of all assumed that Mona was going to be negative to Charlotte and like that would be the end of it with the judge. But then Mona just like gives her statement and runs away crying. And so that night they get a text that's uh, Spencer and Emily are in the Radley uh, just having some wine because that's what you do when you're I think, 22. I think Emily's having like a beer here. Oh, yeah. Let's back it up. We'll find out. Uh, it could be a cocktail. It could be like some scotch. Yeah, that that's not that can't be a beer. Is yeah, it? That's, that's scotch. Yeah, nice. Yeah, from that Clown. <laughs> we only serve Clown Thirty <laughs> in Rosewood. Um, Spencer, in all of the show, but especially the flash forward, like she's my drinking icon now. The next time I go to a bar, any bar, I'm going to say, if you want to chase away the demons, go to where the demons are. <laughs> <laughs> that's my new toast. Yeah, talking about how weird it is to be in the Radley, which. Really looks completely different. It's like this fancy swanky hotel place. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, they get the text from Allie. Great news. They, they all get the blast text, which I, we don't even see what the great news is, but I mean, I think we can figure out for yeah. ourselves what it is. Uh, the other liars walk up and they're like, Yeah, we just heard. So they're all four going to just hang out and do some drinks at the Radley here. Aria is small but mighty. Aria is. Yeah, she is small, but she is mighty. The Coven of the Sacred Cocktails is now in session. I think you need to workshop that one, little Hannah. Coven of the Sacred Cocktails? Yeah. It's no Sister of the Traveling Pants. You know, it's like, how can we describe these four women who they're very pretty, they're kind of small, and they lie a lot? I don't know. Workshop that one. All right. Um, But yeah, Drunk Spencer is a goddamn hoot. Yeah, yeah, she loves their faces. They all have excellent faces. Mm. There's also just... And bad taste. <laughs> like, Spencer starts throwing just massive shade at, like, lame-ass Allie, and she's just like, I hope her and Charlotte are home baking cookies. <laughs> I just liked her. There's so much, like, depth to her line, though. I thought we could lie for Allie one more time, and it wouldn't matter. Yeah, I, I liked I liked her line. She says, I thought it wouldn't matter what we said to the judge, because I thought they'd never let her out. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's her... Her grim gallows humor, the whole situation. See, I think some of this stuff with the four of them here in the rally is like mm-hmm. the strongest stuff in the episode. Oh, totally. I mean, anytime you get the four liars together for just a, a kind of conversational scene like this, I think, where it's not just downloading plot points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always good stuff. Um, I wonder if there was like something where like a liberation in the writer's room where it's just like we can put some drinks on the characters' hands and just have them start getting real and dark. Hannah calls Radley the Squirrel Factory, which Hannah, not the preferred nomenclature. <laughs> Mentally ill, please. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of just like let's make fun of bipolar people and other stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, back at home, Allie's looking like a fucking Stepford wife. Uh, she's got these violet and purple roses out, and she's getting ready. I think what are those actual cookies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
cookies and milk and tea that she's prepared for Charlie. Those are cookies that came out of like a tin, though. Yeah, she didn't make those. I mean, just look at her, like her face. I I can't screen cap this, but like she just has this like deer in the headlights, hopeful naivete going on. Like, oh, I can't wait for my sister to come home. And it's like, what happened, Allie? You used to be cool. Uh, Mm. She smiles and runs to the door. Meanwhile, the liars are all just getting drunk. Mm-hmm. And eventually, it's last call. There's there's some conversation about uh, going, getting out of Rosewood and going around the world. And Emily says something like, oh, it sounds pretty expensive, you know, to like let us know that like Emily's worried about money. I'm broke as shit. Mm-hmm. Hannah, also, I can't pay for any of this. Hannah takes a check because her mom works there. I don't know if that means like she gets a discount or it's just some sort of like courtesy. Like, I don't want you guys to spend money at my mom's hotel or I would like uh, to think that Hannah's not paying for any of this. That'd be cool. Yeah. I don't know how the, I feel like she just, I don't know if the bartender knows that she just scribbles something on the, on the bill. My mom works here. Here's my mom is your boss. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you got to figure they've racked up a pretty, Oh yeah, substantial. I mean, each of these cocktails is probably running about ten bucks at least. I'm gonna guess that this is a three hundred dollar bar tab at the end of the night. Well, you figure. Also, there's got to be some food in this table. I, I would guess fifty bucks per round, and like how many rounds did they have? So yeah, yeah, maybe even more than three hundred, and then that's before the tip. Also, the train is hollering at night. The train is going to be a big <laughs> recurring motif in the the flash forward. Um, yeah, so then it's uh, we, there's like this shot of like the camera watching them to let us know that they're all on, on film. Yeah. Which, in retrospect, I feel like is maybe not the best thing. Or I don't know. We'll get to it in a sec here when we get to the murder. Um, it's the next morning. Hannah's coming in. Well, really, that camera is setting up the stuff of Ari and Ezra. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next morning, then Hannah's coming in with uh, some ice. She's in some sort of like weird slip dress thing. Like, this doesn't seem like something you'd normally wear in public, right? This might be what she was wearing the night before, just maybe just with like a, a jacket over it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, in the actual tank top, no, you'd wear yeah. like a, something over that. Emily's in the bed. Spencer and Aria are sleeping on the couch. That's a really big couch for both Aria and Spencer to fit on it. Also, I love the fact that there's a lot of open miniatures on the table. So they came back and continued. Emily wanted to dance, so they took it back to the hotel <laughs> hotel party mini bar. So you think it was like the three of them like sitting on these various couches, and Emily's just dancing between them on the table? Sure. Cool. Uh, and then Spencer wakes up first and some very nice, like kind of hungover acting between mm-hmm. uh, Hannah and Spencer here as they uh, hydrate. Spencer kind of pokes at the ring and smiles at it. I mean, do you think even now she's calculating about Caleb here? Mm-hmm. Like that, that ring is good. Let's wait for that ring to become even more official and then you won't be mad at me. Well, and also a little bit about Toby in the house, I got a chair, and some girls getting a whole house. I love the way she delivers that. I mean, I know I've seen some people be like, "Oh, Spencer, you bitch! Like, how how dare you be upset about that?" I don't think she's really mad. I think it's just kind of. I think you're you're allowed to be a little melancholy about your exes, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you. It's not like she's saying it to him, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Who else is she gonna say? She can talk to her friends, or she can actually be herself. Yeah. If she's being horrible, you got to be yourself with your friends, but. Like, you can be a little melancholy. Like, you know, the reason people don't tend to go to, like, their ex's wedding doesn't necessarily mean they want them back. It's just, yeah, it's something. It's more about reflection of who you were when that time passed. For sure, yeah. Um. So, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Charlotte's going to be dead. She fell 
from the church bell tower. I, I like how when the I think Arya starts to get up and someone I can't remember who's saying what, but they're like, "Stay, sit," and then someone else says, "She's not a poodle," <laughs> which Arya would totally be a poodle. Uh, but yeah, she would be a yappy. They get the call. Poodle. Allie's freaking out. Charlotte isn't here. She's here last night. Everything was happy. Oh, by the way, like we saw like some drugs in uh, Emily's purse. Emily's got like a small pharmacy and some makeup mm-hmm. in her purse. And uh, Hannah's basically like, call the fucking cops. I don't give a shit. Call the cops. Yeah. You know? And they're like, great. Charlotte's out. And she's immediately missing. And who knows what she's doing. And then cut to the church bell tower. We see all these like violet rose petals. The same from Allie's place. And a hand. Clutching them. Clutching a, a rose. And then coroners draping a sheet over the body. It's really weird that we don't see the body because there's no Vanessa Ray. I can only assume that's what was going on because it's we we see them later. I mean, I could see something where later on they were like, you know, we could always have this not be her. Oh shit, Toby's identified her. Fucking Toby. Yeah, Toby and fucking Detective Lorenzo are here. Yeah. I guess he got the promotion. Yeah. Uh Toby mentions that the sprinklers came on at three. The uh it was like the the body was dry, but underneath was wet, and so time between guess, three, sometime three between and first light, three yeah. and first light when they found her. Yeah. So, hmm, who killed Charlotte De Laurentiis? And apparently, it, it kind of looks like she like jumped out of the bell tower, like it with the rose in the hand. This kind of looks like a suicide thing. Yeah. You know. Uh, we'll find out later. That's not the case, of course. Uh, then cut to later. Emily is visiting. Allie, who's like catatonic in bed, and Rollins is just like, hi, I'm boring. And does Rick really seem all that broken up? I'm not in that screen cap, no. <laughs> no, he just, he seems like he's, I don't know, trying to be strong for Allie or whatever. Also, his hair gets bigger. I, I mean, he should be broken up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to, not just for the money, but hold your wife psychotically hostage in a mental facility and whisper, oh, I know, you can't show Well, he was in love with Charlotte. Right, the, the but theory. I mean, yeah. he loves her so much that he's got this part of this whole scheme with mm-hmm. Allison. Yeah, yeah, and so Emily just tries to comfort, and then cut to Hannah opening her hotel room door, and there's Caleb. What's up? I'm not room service, unless you ordered a hacker hunk. So, are we to assume this is the first time they've seen each other since he ghosted on her? I think so. I don't know if they knew this when they wrote this, but it's interesting to watch it in that uh, context. Mm-hmm. Because they they seem to be mostly fine with each other, just a little awkward. Like I don't know. I feel like maybe there'd be some more anger there. Maybe. Uh, he mentioned Spencer like three or four times, and Hannah is definitely like her radar is picking that up. Oh yeah, she's picking up it's on that big like, time. Spencer, 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 and she's just like, hmm, hmm. But I think this is this is that kind of subtle manipulation that people do. Manipulation. That, well, to somewhat you are. You're trying to lay some groundwork. So I, it's I not wouldn't totally call this blue. manipulation. I think Toby's just not subtle. Or not Toby. Caleb is not subtle, personally. I would agree with you. Toby is not yeah. subtle. Toby, I am not subtle either, just for the record. I, I don't mean like malicious manipulation, but I think... Well, that's manipulation is manipulation. I think, I think it's more of a, a truthful out type thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Spencer is on his mind. Yeah, well, there's that. But I, there could be very well be a matter of I just want to make sure that you know I'm going to use this word a lot because I, I don't think there's any of that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I do really think Caleb is like planned to like, I'm going to make sure I mention Spencer three times well, to I just mean, plant the idea that me and her. I don't even thing. know if the two of them have had any kind of conversation 
other than that like swarthy sexy night in spain yeah i know um maybe um so later when caleb <laughs> goes down to uh talk to spencer in the, the lobby about it spencer's like how was it and he's just like complicated it's just trolling us yeah and then they synchronize walk yeah away which is i don't know because she's just like oh how'd it go up there like what if they actually were together already that would be great that would make a lot of sense um unfortunately and it would be a it would be a secret that they would need to hide like that's the weird thing is i feel like there aren't enough secrets between well, them. well like when you look at them after the funeral you would 100 percent think that they're together mm-hmm. um but then we wouldn't get the incredibly sexy scene where they fuck in the barn and it's so hot that the whole room burns down. Yeah, there's that. I mean, it's like, you know, you want to make sure they get permission or whatever. So like people don't get too mad. But, but this is on the nose. I mean, Caleb walks out and of course, Hannah has to like look at the ring, like mm-hmm. fidget with the ring. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I don't know. It's it's debatable there because, you know, the the show usually resists the love triangle thing. And so. I think they didn't want to make it like uh, just drama about Caleb and like them fighting over Caleb and whatnot. And so that's probably why they did the whole thing where Spencer gets permission and we kind of like see that mm-hmm. start and all, all that. But like it would be more dramatic, I think, for them to already be dating and have to keep it a secret from Hannah and have that have a eventually blow that up. And, and I could see where that's like even a deferred like decision, like after the writing of this episode, like they they hadn't. They, yeah. hadn't, they hadn't decided either way. Because you, you could watch this and say, oh, they're fucking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or they could, it could be like, oh, no, they're just into each other, but nothing's happened yet. This Baleb fucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and then it's a funeral. I mean, theoretically, this is Charlotte, unless it's another mask situation, which I feel like we can't rule out. Because we've seen lifelike masks. So, I don't know. I mean, Toby identified a body. Could you do that? That had a mask on? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I still think Charlotte's alive. No, I 100% think Charlotte's alive, but... I mean, that would be how you do this, I guess. If somebody mm-hmm. else is murdered. You know, it's like Mona killed the person, but it was actually Bethany Young's sister or, or something. <laughs> <laughs> that young family just taking some L's. Uh, uh, yeah, and so... They're all they're all in the dresses they wear in the new promo. There's, there's so much liars eye rolling in this. You know, like just get this over. Allie's really sad. The rest of the liars are like, whatever. Caleb's like five years forward, and I'm still sitting next to fucking Ezra. Ezra does not appear to have done anything to his hair to get ready. Ezra's like, I'm wearing a diaper because I keep having accidents. <laughs> Came out of the shower this way. <laughs> yeah. um, Poured and, myself into a suit, and then we get some more iconic head turning because. Sarah Harvey has entered the church Sup? as a Terminator walking like a weird Terminator with these like weird gray gloves on and like being led around by like a manservant. Uh, is it uh, uh, what's her name from from 24? Chloe from 24 is the one on Seinfeld who like doesn't walk of her arms and then like terrorizes yeah, the yeah. plane. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't swing her arms when yeah. she walks. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's it's all this mystery of like, oh, man, what the hell did they do to Sarah Harvey? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna find out. It's it's not impressive at all. I mean, everyone casts significant looks at her, except for Ezra, who just looks befuddled. <laughs> and then she like just turns her head ninety degrees to stare at them, and they all look away, creeped out. With those amazing, unblinking blue eyes. Yeah. I mean, I I can't say I'm a huge fan of the whole like let's make sure Sarah Harvey never smiles or anything now. Like just like like she's so grim now, mm-hmm. which I feel like takes away from her essential Sarah Harveyness. 
I think this is an interesting new like villainous aspect of her. Um, I don't want to say this is like the natural evolution of this character, but God, she's just so interesting. She's so watchable. I find her more compelling when she's uncomfortably awkward, I guess. And here she seems I, a little too in control. She's definitely awkward, though. Like she's, she's yeah, definitely but it, trolling she, them. But she seems more in control. I like it when it's like the weirdness like can't help but seep out of her. I don't know. I kind of like this like slightly goofy confidence <laughs> as she menaces them. Like just the fucking turnaround when she gets in the car after the funeral. <laughs> so perfect. Yeah. So then also it's... this is just the most adorable picture of Charlotte ever. Of Charlotte. Oh, the yeah, the Vanessa Ray. Well, and like Allison will like fondle this picture in her house later, and it's like she just is she's just glowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is basically like the, you know, season one or season four premieres here. It's another funeral. They're standing around outside. Caleb comes by and uh, is there like a little touch there? There's a touch. Yeah, there's a little, little touch and on I the believe, shoulder. And I believe Nicole gave us the goo, the, the gif of, uh, by the way, Hannah and I fucked on your Nana's couch. I want to go park the car. <laughs> Hannah definitely noticed that. She's pretending she didn't. But uh, that's just like filed away in, in her mental reports. Yeah, yeah. He's going to go get the car, and then... Arya uh, notices that Mona rushes off in a hurry. Emily is staring off into space until Sarah... I mean, Emily's, again, much like 6A, Emily's primary storyline for a lot of 6B is Sarah Harvey. What's Sarah Harvey doing? And her eggs. Yeah, and how is Sarah Harvey, like, out to get us? Yeah, there's the whole thing where she thinks Sarah's, like, choking her in, in the hospital or something, which may or may not have happened. And then... Sarah Harvey just starts choking the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Spaloosh. Uh, and then Wilden, or not Wilden, sorry. Uh, not Wilden. Lorenzo <laughs> comes up trying to be Wilden and just he he doesn't have it at all. Because he looks he looks the same. He we had no history of this guy as the older detective, you know, like somebody we may not be able to trust or anything. It's just fucking Lorenzo. They barely yeah. ever had scenes with him. Yeah. Like he means yeah. nothing to them. Should have just brought back Holbrook, man. Whoa. Yeah. Well, or, or obviously, as can they he, did, can Tanner. You, can you imagine Holbrook coming back? Like, he somehow worked his way back onto the force. He's pissed. And now now this is their new adversary. Somebody who's going to, like, not trust anything they say at all. They need to do the X-Files thing where one of the finales, like, uh, a, like a boy is delivering a letter to a cabin like, the snowy mm-hmm. woods. And finally, we see the door open, and there's, like, Holbrook with this big mountain man beard. <laughs> Like, they like call me back. Maybe a little bit too much of a buildup for Holbrook, you know? I don't know who would be in the beard, but... Um. I mean, think about a completely different angle where, like, Toby is the detective. Yeah, that's... Steve. Toby's, like... Toby has no... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Honor? Um, he wouldn't... Uh, I'm sorry. He's the most honorable man she knows, and it's tearing him apart. Well, I mean, let's be real. Spencer does not know anyone who's honorable, so that, that's what that <laughs> means. But he doesn't. Uh, he's too much of a pushover. Like I, I, I feel like he, he would just uh, fuck up the investigation entirely by trying to ha- play it both ways. Like he wouldn't. I, I don't feel like the drama would be there. I mean, we've already kind of seen that with like the whole egg situation. I just want to see Toby slip and fall in some blood at a crime scene. Yeah. Um, well, he's also just kind of this like goofy deadly do right yeah 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 i i think you want the wilden type situation where like this guy doesn't trust them mm. you know and entirely does not trust them is not going to take give them the benefit of the doubt on anything i mean would it would it have made 
more sense to bring in uh like Fury here or just Tanner. I mean, Tanner shows up. Tanner Tanner would be an easy one. She's immediately great when she shows up with yeah. her whole like five years, not a single homicide. Mm-hmm. Then you're back in town. Imagine that. Yeah, Tanner would be an it? obvious choice. Um, I'm trying to think of who would be worthy of the mountain man beard, like Mike Montgomery or something. Maybe not. I always wondered about the uh, that picture of, of Keegan Allen on the Instagrams from a while back where he had the fake beard glued on. It's like oh, this weird the blonde Santa Claus beard that he's walking around in. He went and uh, became a lumberjack in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where he's been for the last 10 episodes of PLL because he's dead. Maybe it's Peter Hastings. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, another typical PLL premiere thing where, oh, no, there's well, questions are going to be asked. There's of us. some great line. I mean, it's just like, I just want to go home. It's just like, we are home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then somebody is apparently watching them from a limo that rolls up the thing and window and uh, drives away. I mean, I just say, like, when I first watched this episode, I was much more excited about the, the five years forward world. Well, I mean, the, the general setup here, they are back in town. They should all be prime suspects in the murder. And I feel like they immediately undercut that by, like, there's like this camera situation and whatnot mm. that like, like it almost seems like they should have been somewhere where they're only alibis each other. Therefore they're all under suspicion because of that. As much as I do enjoy the scene that is the confrontation in Ezra's apartment, like it is like making it about Ari and Ezra and like if Ezra's the killer, yeah, is, is going like in the it, wrong direction. Isn't it enough tension that the cops demand they all stay in town because they're suspects? Yeah, and they don't. And it's like, how can they well, prove it? They did do do that. I mean, they're, they're kind of Lorenzo doing does that, say, "Don't leave town." It's yeah, a murder. But you know, there's like the camera situation, which at least puts some of them out of the box. You know, hmm. um, like if there's somewhere where there just was no way to prove they were there, at least initially, to me, that's more interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. It's like they kind of set that up. There's theoretically interesting places they could take it here. I'd feel like they just it's weird for PLL. It seems like they steer away from the drama some of the time in this half season and they usually don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Spencer eventually gets fired, but otherwise I got fired. Yeah. I mean, I guess Hannah gets fired, but like, and I'm day drinking. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, we've talked for an hour and 10 minutes about one episode. So let's move on to, we've (laughs) all got baggage. This is a, Written by Oliver Goldstick, directed by Paul Hunsaker. Which, by now, hopefully you've listened to our our interview. It was great to talk to Paula Hunsaker after she directed this episode and just kind of get her perspective. In the meantime, there is like suspicion about Ezra and Arya because they were out that night. They think they saw either Allie or Charlotte out that night. They broke into Sarah Harvey's room at some point and saw that there was like a hole in the closet that went down to like secret rooms and like exits at Radley. So Sarah. Sarah Harvey could have theoretically been out and about. Which that was like great classic vintage PLL mm-hmm. in this this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I guess what they're trying to do here is set up the situation where they think they have accounted for everyone at the hotel, but theoretically they don't. It's a little bit of like murder mystery in a set location type of thing. Yeah, but not a little enough. bit. Yeah, it's like you can see it, it just needs more work, I think, to get to that place. Well, I mean, like you could have done a lot more with just the Radley 
Like if they had all had to stay in the Radley for some reason, mm-hmm. like that, it could have been a much more interesting, strong set. Um, I mean, almost like an ongoing clue type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is weird to me that they're just like, oh, let's just have Hannah go stay at uh, Lucas's loft that he doesn't need, that he just has for her this massive loft because um, of his app about pooping on women's feet. Yeah, yeah, miss that. So uh, who do we got here? This is Allie, Hannah, and Emily have come back to check out Shower Harvey's just, room. Just like a floral motif, all their outfits. The place is trashed. Uh, like like Sarah Harvey's like a crazy rock star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just old room service <laughs> shit food everywhere. Plate, like under the bed. And this is like the next day or something too, right? I mean, Sarah Harvey clearly fucking rages. Mm-hmm. And then they go and see, like, oh, the hole has been totally patched up in the closet. Like, it, like they drywalled and painted and everything, you know? Like, yeah. It looks totally normal, and Emily's freaking out. Uh, and Allie and Emily are not getting along right now. But then, oh, no, someone's coming, so they all have to hide in the closet as, like, the maid comes in and is, like, moving around the room. Uh, little do they know, because they'll sneak out of here, little do they know that this maid is actually A, because it was a... A, a mask and a wig and whatnot. Well, my question is: Is this Mary Drake? <sighs> Man, do we want to have that conversation? Didn't she have like all the weird shit about making masks? She did. So, like the <laughs> six twenty, <laughs> the apprehension. Do we want to have this conversation? Well, because it it really six twenty really makes it seem like all the Mary Drake was and uh, and Rick mm-hmm. together are a emoji. And that they they would of course be the ones who are angry about Charlotte being dead. They want to know who killed Charlotte. Like everything would kind of would add up to be like, okay, they're the new emoji. But then there's this AD character. Is is emoji AD? Are they completely separate? Well, uh, is at the end of this one, we'll we'll posit that there is somebody who wants the killer found out and somebody who wants the the murder covered up. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, Hannah gets kidnapped eventually. Just picture, the, picture the conversation as they're workshopping. Okay, we're going to drive her insane, get control of the company, you know, have the money. Also, take revenge on her for killing this woman we both love. I'm going to start texting these sinister messages because I'm going to start texting these sinister messages because that's kind of a thing they know. And then Mary's like, add in some sinister emojis. Mm-hmm. That's really fucked up. I mean, you could kind of say, like, Mary, she's older. Maybe she thinks the emojis are kind of cool. <laughs> the you know, kids are into the emojis. That's very much, a, you know, a thing someone's mom would be doing. Um, and so <laughs> it, I almost wish they would came out at some point and said, like, emoji was this, but AD's been lurking behind the scenes the whole time yeah, or, yeah. or something. Because right now it's it's so nebulous. Like, I'm not sure if Marlene's ever commented on whether or not a and emoji ad and so, emoji are the same person at the not. start of season seven when spencer's going through a room and she's like look there's books about mask making and also mm-hmm. books about social media hieroglyphics hmm. yeah <laughs> it makes no sense to me i mean may- maybe the easiest explanation is what we're talking about and like for whatever reason they just haven't spelled it out on the show yeah uh so anyways new intro which by the way we didn't really talk about but there's a new intro with all five of them behind a very long coffin mm-hmm I feel like they're all maybe a little too made up hmm. in this. I don't know if you have an opinion on that. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, you've seen the footage like behind the scenes when they mm-hmm. when they shot this, and they look much more, I don't know, like digitally touched up or something. Yeah, yeah. whatever the filter on all this is, it, you know, it's not meant to look like real life. It, yeah, I mean, maybe it's just I don't know what was in fashion or whatnot. Maybe like style of makeup that's more 
in vogue right now is a little shinier look than mm. before when they did it like five or six years ago or whatever. But yeah, they look very made up. Um, I think when we're watching the new episodes live, half the time you really enjoy guessing like who's going to be the shusher for this episode. Mm-hmm. The, the, it's an Emily episode. It's an Emily episode, but like Emily was like seducing the camera. Yeah, she is too sexy, too sexy. But like, uh, it's not like I, I didn't get the feeling that like, oh shit, it really means something that so and so is the shusher in this episode. Except for when it's an Ari episode, those are the hammers, yeah. But yeah. other otherwise, yeah, you didn't get the sense of like, oh, this is a a Hannah episode or yeah. anything like that. Also, I'm not like for some reason Hannah bugs me in this. Like, she seems too aloof. She seems cold. She yeah, I, I don't know. The rest of them look suspicious and and worried and perhaps guilty and hannah looks bored hannah looks like she's got like a silenced pistol underneath the camera's angle there and she's going to shoot somebody Mm -hmm. anyway new intro the shusher the the true shusher remains a shusher Mm -hmm. uh and uh yeah we got caleb he's working on his laptop staying in the barn i mean they're fucking now him and spencer oh yeah yeah hacking fucking Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it's hot yeah so they're just downloading the, the latest information about you know the campaign and they're trying. caressing each other kissing like with some, some serious passionate kissing <laughs> emily comes in and like awkwardly stops because they're making out yeah she knew by now i'm pretty sure right well i think what emily's doing is a little bit like uh i don't know guys you were hannah's boyfriend this is still a little hard for me to take and uh but i mean she this is not the she wasn't like unaware oh yeah she knew before this yeah 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 Yeah. i mean spencer's in her bathrobe here yeah so well they were just open mouth kissing so yeah emily's emily's aware then caleb's like i'm about to make a really sensual breakfast you want Mm -hmm. some (laughs) yeah lots (laughs) of he's like should i brought more muffins Lots of just arguing about, you know, the current situation, all the drama and whatnot. Well, I love that Emily is like, like Shay Mitchell's intense. Again, the, like the natural comedic chops is Shay Mitchell. And Spencer's just like, calm down, be cool, don't freak out. And then she'll occasionally just like make these like sly bedroom eyes at Caleb. And he's just like, mm. <laughs> yeah. And Emily's just looking back and forth between the two of them. Oh, by the way, Melissa's suitcase might have been the murder weapon. I know that sounds outlandish. <laughs> that weird light luminous. Now watch as I slowly feed the strawberry to Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, i was like i will watch oh, look, i just pulled it back she tried to bite and i pulled it away oh she did it again haha <laughs> <laughs> oh, cute <laughs> wait do you see what i do with candle wax it's i've got intense. some amazing bedroom chocolates yeah oh i mean i'm sure toby has bought more than four books about it both ebook and real book but who hmm. gives a better massage caleb or toby Ooh. Ooh, good question. Who gives? I mean, back massage, right? Or full body, or I don't know. What's your criteria here? Let's say it starts as a back massage. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I don't want to see Keegan Allen be like, "You want a foot massage, babe?" Who do you think's more likely to give the foot massage? I'd say Caleb. Oh yeah. Oh, because you know he's he's doing things on the soles of your feet that are gonna like make you come for days. Here's the thing. I feel like Caleb is probably more enthusiastic and more willing to give the massage but toby he's got the hands of a carpenter so they're rough and calloused <laughs> but he, he knows how to use them <laughs> i know what i'm doing i work with wood here's something that i here's something that i never would have a sense i never would have applied to toby he knows what he's doing 
Also, we're completely forgetting the fact that Caleb gave that sly massage to Jenna. Oh, oh, that, that's true. He yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't know how good it was. Um, <laughs> my vote goes for Toby. I think he gives a wow. better massage. I don't. I think you're less likely to get one from him. He will only. Are you he kidding? only gets massages if you're in the hot tub with him. <laughs> He has standards, whereas uh, is that standards? <laughs> Caleb, Caleb will definitely rub your feet if you're if you've had a long day. Hmm. So I guess it's like you know, do you want the quantity or do you want the quality? Hmm. Uh, so you're saying quantity? Oh, I'm I'm saying Toby. That's your Toby's that's your quality move. is better. Oh oh oh, I I would go the exact opposite. Okay. I feel like Toby's handing out massages to everyone he can he can. All right. Caleb, Caleb is like, he's got like a rose in his teeth. He's just going to massage you. Only on special occasions. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I disagree. Uh, let us know. Write, us, write in. Hmm. Let us know what you think. By the way, uh, there was that line we skipped over Spencer had about, uh, you know, how's, how's building the house until we was just like, there's a lot of swearing. It's very therapeutic. And then like, she says the same thing about Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. line. I like, uh, so we get a, a nice like thing of like Liam and Arya talking, one of the side nooks of the Radley lobby. I like this little, the way Arya is sitting with her high heels where the heels are like touching the ground and her feet, her toes are pointing up. That's such an Arya thing to cause, do. Because she's so yeah. short. <laughs> Can you tell how little we want to talk about this episode? Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, he has discovered that she's been writing Ezra's book for him because Ezra is just like a drunken loser. Um, he says two weeks. Well, he's, he, she's thinking that Ezra's going to freak out, and she's seen his dark side. Now mm-hmm. he's also she's probably also seen him shit his pants while talking to her. Oh um, man! Just, but Liam points they had out those dark nights where she's got to wipe his ass or anything like that. <laughs> get him into the shower because <laughs> he dropped a load. I mean, but here's the sad thing: is Arya's like, let's get you in the shower and get you cleaned up. He probably fights her the whole way. Like, no, maybe I want poop on my butt. One of those drunks, yeah. <laughs> um. I'm fine. I'm fine. Bet me a dollar I didn't shit my pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But he's like, no, no, babe. Uh, Emma Watson and I talked it over. And like, we're pretty sure he'll be grateful. Because two weeks ago, this dude was pouring rum on his cornflakes. <laughs> Sick burn by Liam. I feel like Liam has got Ezra's number from the first minute. I, seemingly, the only thing he didn't clock was that there was something going on between Ari and Ezra. Yeah, yeah. Yeah um so she's very worried he's just like don't worry about it it's all gonna be good like your your, your writing is good whatever mm-hmm. uh meanwhile hannah has uh she got fired recently so she's assigned herself ella's like uh fashion guru for the wedding because ella and byron are getting married and so um, she's just brought throwing... in somehow she's just gone and got a bunch of dresses this is a uh, whole scale theft right here uh, she, she she knows people or something no she she Snuck these out of her old workplace. She I think says. she's bringing them back. It's yeah. like you know, someone owes her a favor or something like that. Okay, um, but yeah, she's a personal shopper for Ella basically now. Um, throwing some text messages from when a dead that person. Movie come out here. I really want to see that. By the way, it's playing in select theaters, but not here, right? I don't think so. Yeah, because we would have seen it by now. Yeah, no, yeah. we need to see it. We should have saw it in L.A. Yeah, we should have. Fuck. Should say another day. Anyway, um, oh, we could have gone to uh, Ian Harding soccer game. Yeah, that's, that, that's what we should have stayed for. That's a real missed opportunity. That's on us. I feel like you would have made sure to like like do a little header and send the ball our way, like in our faces. What if what if he does? What if he kicks it like so? It like goes like right for your fucking nose, right? 
And as you're sitting there, like the like nose just gushing yeah. blood, he's just like, Keegan Allen says hi. Ooh. I, I think it's Keegan Allen sends his regards. <laughs> and then somehow the Reigns of Castamere starts playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just uh, Tyler Blackburn playing on his guitar. You know. Anyway, there's uh, <laughs> there's some conversation about um, just you know romance and whatnot with Ella here. I think I'm trying to think is this where they have the conversation about um, first loves? I think this is it right? Yeah, because Hannah does this whole thing where she's just like maybe you just you know you're destined to find your way back to your your first love, and Ella's just like ha. Huh. Byron's not my first love. Like, and I kind of sense that Ella's doing this on purpose. Like, maybe she's picking a little, little wedding anxiety up from Hannah because she knows Hannah's engaged. I don't think so. No, I don't think Ella's that dialed in the Hannah situation. I feel like Ella's a pretty smart girl. I think Ella's an incredibly smart person, but I think Ella's dealing with her own anxiety right now. Um, is, I feel is like is there anxiety when you're marrying fucking Byron again? Well, I think I think that might be partially the anxiety because I think there's got to be a part of Ella who knows that she's just settling. So you think she's talking herself into it? Yeah, she's talking herself into it a little bit here. I think she's like basically rejecting the super flowery way that Hannah's trying to pitch it for her own sake as well. Hmm. Um, okay, I read it more as she senses Hannah is looking for an out. And she just wanted to like redirect that narrative. I just don't think that Ella has time on the eve of her wedding to like, I don't know, make Hannah feel better about her mm-hmm. bizarre upcoming nuptials. Because I think Ella's also going to be like, seriously, though, have you seen Spencer and Caleb together? That's pure sex walking. <laughs> Hashtag spade. I mean, Jordan, I can't even understand him, Hannah. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Emily's like trying to go to college again. Uh, the fucking Damien guy's lurking around the reporter. I like how Hollis is. Bursar office is just Rosewood High. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This dude, stealth a candidate here. He's uh any screen cap or any like freeze from this guy is creepy looking. Yeah, he's shady. He's he's trying to pretend to just be a helpful college student so he can get in with Emily and like, oh, we should go to this lecture together, blah, blah, blah. Uh also he can presumably eventually try to get the scoop. Yeah. On the whole Charlotte Ellie, whatever situation. Uh, Emily guileless complete you know she falls for it at least right now emily's just awesome like i just can't imagine any situation even like super platonic where you could just lean over to someone like that gorgeous and just i don't know be like hey complete strangers men in line i'm going to a thing want to be my date my like friendly date it wasn't really a date not really a date but still it's just Although, like, I, mean, emily, I don't invite random strangers to shit. emily didn't exactly correct any assumptions there but that's kind of emily's that, move that's though. yeah that is her move, spencer yeah. has has chastised her mm. for it uh anyway speaking of spencer she just came in from the barn that main hastings great room here and who should be at the counter but melissa hastings the wonderful the fabulous melissa hastings and uh she's got a new, self a new luggage bag mm-hmm. spencer's like what's what's this about and she's just like i just got a new bag <laughs> all of the stuff of like them trying to get details out of Melissa rather than just asking her a direct question. Mm-hmm. Melissa's got to be like, why the fuck is everyone so obsessed with my goddamn suitcase? Seriously. People are so bizarre. Uh, also, it's, it's, uh, from some amount of hacking or whatnot, they figured out that Veronica had like a cancer scare again or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that she's hidden from the press. Spencer knows it. She's not supposed to know it. And so she kind of, she just confronts her mom about it here and they have a little good little talk and everyone hugs it out i'm unclear now from 
picking up this casual rewatch. Uh, obviously, this is the second time there was a cancer scare. Are they implying that like it was indeed cancer this time, and there she's in remission, or they dealt with something, something like that? So, so they imply that this one was with, more serious in the past five years. It's this not, was not the old one. But yeah, this one was more serious, and she's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Her doctors have signed off on this. Yeah, seemingly they caught it real early or, or whatever, but. Yeah. I just I like this. This isn't like most like strong, interesting storyline, but I do it's like good mother daughter. I do like the stuff with the, just the Hastings women. Yeah, talking about how Spencer inspired her, and that's why she wants to run. I want to say because this is Paul Hunziker's first episode, like directing. So Norma Buckley was like on the set supervising or like being like her her safety net basically. Mm-hmm. Um, for I don't know what not insurance purposes, but whatever. Like studio purposes, but mm-hmm. like there's some great behind the scenes of like them and hair rollers like rehearsing some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we cut to Allie. She gets an emoji text. Does the good doctor know why Charlotte ran out of your emoji house that night? Oh, those emojis drive me insane. Because um, like we find out that like actually Allie, like like she played dumb before, and it's like everything was fine that night, and it's like no, actually they argued, and Allie chased her to the the church bell tower and they is all about rollins because uh cc just found out that ali was like in love with him too i feel like some part of me like this confirmed to me that rick was evil just because he's so clearly like not on the phone in the background like he's mm-hmm. like he's like even like making breakfast or whatever for her they make sure we see it in the shot and i yeah. was just like he's got a partner mm-hmm. well just i really want to know what the hell charlotte's game was like geez she knew about Archer from the start. It's like mm. her scheme with Jenna and possibly Noel Khan. And it was all just a big, massive con. And she kind of signed off on the whole Rick seducing Allie thing. It maybe, seems like maybe she was upset because she felt like Allison seriously caught feelings. I don't know. It's like, what was the plan there? I don't know. Cause it seems there's that one flashback, but this isn't, I think till the next season, but like um, where she's basically like, Oh, like you'll you just have to do this like to get Allie to like you or something like that, you know? Um, yeah. Anyway. I mean, I don't know how Rick isn't the ultimate bad guy between these two sisters. Yeah. Or cousins. It's weird. Um, Byron the, and, and Arya are having lunch here. He wants her to be the minister. This this is the Arya I just want to spend the rest of my life trying to be friends with. The one who's bored with this conversation. Yes. <laughs> and he's just like giving some side eye as she sips her drink. This is yeah. Lucy Hale at her most case to. That's oh true. my god! Yeah. I would love a case to Lucy Hale movie. Ooh, I like it. I would like. I would sign over my entire life fortune for that. <laughs> Your entire life fortune. Huh? Yes. Yes. Okay. I would worship it like a cult member. So yeah. Long story short, he wants her to write the vows or, or something or other. I don't know. She's she gets to be the minister. Yeah, he wants her to be the minister. Mike Montgomery is uh, busy or something. I don't know what was he doing. Uh, he's just not coming, man, because uh, he doesn't trust that Byron won't hurt Ella again, which is totally understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's just so great at physical props in this. Yeah. Uh, then we get Caleb and Spencer leaving their place. I like how they look over and oh, there's Melissa Hastings just in her on her phone in her car. She's uh, like, all oh, these two creeps are watching me. I better go. I know. I love that. There's just man, just the just Melissa Hastings looking up and like casting some side eye at them and getting off the phone real quick is just perfect acting. She comes over and they're asking her more about her luggage and it's very like Caleb's kind of like getting into it with her a little and she's just 
doing a great job of like what what's what's with you guys she is, Why are you she so- is so uninterested in his everything yeah like like whenever he asked her a question, I kept waiting for her to like turn to Spencer and be like, "A, why are you dating the help? B, why is it talking to me?" <laughs> yeah, and she just gives them a bunch of answers that they don't really trust. Caleb, shouldn't you off. be blogging somewhere? Isn't that <laughs> what you do around here? And they're more suspicious than ever, of course. Um, so I, I saw this pointed out. This might have been on Reddit that uh, normally Spencer wears a watch on her right hand, on her right wrist. Mm. And this season, it's on her left wrist. <coughs> Do with that what you will. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Her new Apple Watch there. Call the cops. Mm-hmm. Front page news right there. Oh, Ezra's so great in this scene. This is uh, where he finds out about her writing for him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Arya's breaking the news he's, to him. He's stewing in it. Mm-hmm. She's trying to calm him down. Ezra sucks. He's like, I'm going to do the dude wipes again. Um, but also like this is absolutely 100% Paula Hunsker's episode but there's a great like there's some Norbuck touches there where uh, like he's sitting and she's towering over mm-hmm. him well, towering yeah. she's standing over him yeah yeah and so she gives him some new pages to read and uh, you know he'll think about it he's he's fairly receptive I guess to the idea <laughs> I think she makes a joke at one point like I can't tell if you're gonna hug me or punch me in the face <laughs> that's a good relationship he's like both that's what the fans love yeah Hannah has found the perfect dress for Ella. Uh, it's a cocktail dress. Is it? Okay. Um, Ella makes a joke about needing Emily's legs for that, which like I feel like legs are a hastings thing, really. A little bit of both? A little bit of both. Um, well, I mean, again, twin, you know, the theory. Yeah, sure. Spencer and Emily are, are both very leggy compared to the others. Ella is still Arya's mom, so she's closer to the ground than she is the sky. <laughs> I mean, it's not necessarily a cocktail dress, but I look at that dress. My first thought isn't like, oh, that's your wedding dress. It's more like, is Ella going to sing us a song? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Arya shows up. Her and Hannah talk a little bit about the whole situation and whatnot. Uh, I'm just moving through this because we got to make up some time here. It's dumb, but I've always wanted the prophecy to be fulfilled where Arya actually wears forks as earrings. Okay. (laughs) Maybe in the finale she will. Yeah. So anyways, Hannah says she has no issues with Spalob. Um... A is going to send Emily a baby name book because um, of the eggs. Like, you better start talking before the baby does. Um, also, Damien's the kind of guy who does, like, FaceTime calls. I like how you completely skipped over this Rick Rollins scene here. Oh, by all means. Let's spend 20 minutes talking about Rick again. It's just like, wah, wah, wah. Like, she was worried he'd be mad about whatever. You know what? I, I'm just I'm fast forwarding to the Hannah Melissa flashback. Okay, that's yeah. that's where Let's I'm just going. Keep moving on. That's the stuff at Fashion Week. First of all, Damien FaceTiming though—it's weird. It's, it's egregious. It's weird. I mean, you just don't do that. Well, you just met this person. You just you like, I, in my opinion, you never FaceTime someone out of the blue. Period. Oh yeah. You yeah. always check. You text or something. That's first. always like the you you know for the the as long as we've been alive, you think you want video phone. You don't. You you don't. Yeah. Because well, you do if you know it's like significant other is on on like a trip or something like that. And oh you want, yeah, you want to see them or like uh, oh yeah, grandmother grandchild situation. You know, like it's like here's, for, for here's, close and intimate relationships, you might want Facetime for like oh, I just met this girl earlier. I'll Facetime her. Like no, I'm I'm just gonna sneer at this girl and tell her that the line behind me 
that, that's why I'm FaceTime you, BTW. Is like the line behind me is all for the stupid event we're going to. Emily's just like fucking text me. What's wrong with you? Yeah, you just say there's a long line. You creep. I don't need to see your goddamn face. Yeah. Also, it's a weird face. But like, here's here's the beauty of every FaceTime call, other than an intimate somebody or other, is. After about two minutes, you get to see with how bored they are looking at you. Especially if it's a computer. Yeah. Yeah. Com- a phone is one thing. If it's on the computer, you can like literally watch the person start noodling around like in the, in the web Well, the computers are especially weird too because like where you're looking is not where the camera is. So we're all like looking off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In conclusion, you suck, Damien. Just faux pas. Yeah. Massive faux pas. I feel like Hannah should have called it out. Just grab the phone and be like, why are you FaceTiming her? Who do you think you are? What do you think is going on here? She, it's not. Then she flushes the phone. Yeah. And he's like, that's my phone. Yeah. Uh, then Veronica Hastings uh, is given a little speech that Spencer and Caleb are watching at the brew on a web stream. From the living room. A live web stream. Uh, yeah, I like a how... speech. That she's like announcing that she had cancer, but she's cool now and whatever. I like how how Spalob watches this mm-hmm. at the brew on the laptop, holding hands, <laughs> holding hands, uh, right hand to right hand. Yeah, a little interesting situation there. I, uh, I mean, is, is there a theory about how like the twin <laughs> left hand to left hand? Well, I think that the theory is that the twin wears a watch on the other wrist. But I'm just saying, like, it's you would normally hold like if you're sitting next to someone their right hand is going to hold your left hand, something like that. You know, like it's just mm. weird that he's reaching across to hold her hand with his right hand. Mm. Uh, he's got his arm around her and it's very emotional. And then Hannah walks in and sees this and it's just like deep breath. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, I would not have, if I were Veronica, I would have not have made this statement. Rookie move. I feel like this is all ployed by the, uh, the Phillips campaign to get her to make this announcement. Okay. Yeah. That's your professional opinion. Just a guy podcasting about a TV show. Um, yeah, so Hannah does just like the greatest, like just big old eye roll here. She's just like, I'm trying to make it. There we go. Just, just got to steal myself up for this shit. All right, let's do it. They see her and they're immediately like, hey, and like, hey, buddy, <laughs> pull <laughs> <it> away, <laughs> pull yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, especially Caleb, you shifty bastard shifting in your couch there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you this weird flashback effect. Hannah's like, by the way, maybe this is important. I haven't brought it up until now. But I ran into Melissa Hastings once. <laughs> which is which is the impetus for half the flashbacks on PLL. Remember mm-hmm. that time Allison had a gun pulled on her? This was in London for like what? Fashion Week fashion or something? Week. Is that a thing? Yes. Fashion it's Week is a thing. Fashion Week. It's Fashion Week. Um, it's it's like, like Shark it, Week but with fashion. It's like Fleet Week but with fashion. Oof. Uh, and it's the way Melissa Hastings does it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hannah's got some weird kind of like flower-ish accessories in her hair it's, it's like, a good look it's a little bit of a flower child thing going on it's like a flower crown yeah. power yeah she's there for fashion week i guess um coming into a bathroom a very swanky bathroom at like a nice place she's on the phone this is pre-claudia oh yeah yeah all of her bosses have names to start with the c apparently too um yeah so she's on the phone and who should come out of a stall holding a drink holding a big martini but drunk Melissa Hastings. Oh my God, it's fabulous. And she's just like, I gotta go. Oh shit. Oh yeah. She's, and it's just like, no fucking way. Mm-hmm. Melissa Hastings is 100% still like on her perch looking down upon the peasants. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, 
can't remember if this is her toilet martini or not. <laughs> She's been crying all night because Ren broke up with her because Charlotte called Ren somehow from from not prison and, and basically said this girl buried another girl alive. Mm-hmm. Alyssa's fabulous here. She is so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what she, the hell, she's Ren? She's drunk, but still crushing it. Ren yeah. gets his phone call, and he's just like, bloody hell, Melissa. <laughs> Downs a whole martini here. I think Hannah is a little bit fascinated. Yeah. Like, it, there's, you know, when when things like Bethany Young and Charlotte are brought up, I think her her defenses are probably up a little. But at the same time, it's like, oh, my God. Drunk Melissa Hastings. This is amazing. Well, I think... You got to remember, like all of Hannah's interactions with Melissa, where she, where she was so dominating, she mm-hmm. was so posh and elegant. And Hannah's always suspected Melissa. And too. Yeah, but yeah, but now here's Melissa, like train wrecky. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Hannah's just like it's why people listen to like true crime podcasts or whatever. You know, <laughs> what I mean? they just want to watch this car wreck. And Melissa is just firing off arrows the whole time. Oh, she's so salty, and she eventually grabs Hannah's phone and tries to call Charlotte. Yeah. Oh, there's a thing in here where she says. Get my bloody sister on the line. Yeah, which has been living in London. Sister? Well, I think she's pretend she's calling to pretend to be Allison. Remember? Oh, okay. This is Allison Dealer. I just want to talk to my bloody sister. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering about that. Because they may be sisters. Yeah. I mean, okay. Well, Here's the thing, guys. Peter Hayson's a lot of jam. <laughs> yeah, he does. Guess I mean yeah I don't know we don't we still don't know exactly who Charlotte's father is in that scenario. So. I think you know. <laughs> Let's be real, you know. <laughs> it's not going to be secretly Wayne. <laughs> I was uh yeah listener Jenny um had this idea that hmm. um I'm trying to remember how this goes but it was somehow how's it go? There were twins. It was like okay so Spencer and Twincer the the, the Spencer twins were somehow. They were birthed by by different people, like that Mary Drake could be Spencer's mom, but Veronica could be the twins' mom somehow. I've always wondered though. So the idea is that Peter is the father, but because he impregnated identical twins. Well, it'd be like a surrogate situation. Oh, okay. I don't know how that works. I, I think biologically that's impossible. But um, if he could somehow like like make like a test tube baby, I guess, and then it's twins, and you just take both embryos and 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 plant them into different why women. Why would you why would you why would you do this? I don't know. Would we can, can what, you really put what it past kind of like mad womb science <laughs> is happening in this town? Can you 100% ruled out on the show though? <laughs> this is where you bring back in Hector and he's just like I trade uh fetuses for secrets. <laughs> I just I, just in case, I want to get in on the ground floor of that theory. You know, <laughs> they're twins, different moms. Somehow, let me put it this way: you could tell me that Rosewood is a magical fantasy land that exists on the back of a turtle, mm-hmm. and as long as Shower Harvey comes back from the grave and it's, explains it, the theory to me, I'm 100 in. It showers all the way down. Oh, that would be magical. That would be scrumptious lesson. Yeah, eventually, uh, is it who throws the phone here? Hannah. Hannah throws the phone, just breaks the phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they just both look at each other in the reflection of the broken mirror there. This <laughs> is like, you're crazy. God, I wish Tori DeVito wasn't on another show because she's so much fun where she's on the show. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Hannah didn't mention this to Caleb when they were dating when she came back from the trip. And of course, it burns Spencer or burns Hannah a little bit, but it also kind of, I don't know, probably pleases her because Spencer gets it. 
she didn't want another person that she cares about to tell her you're not over this. Mm-hmm. It still affects you. And I get that because it's like, you know, shit, it still affects me. I don't need you to tell me. Well, like Spencer is really or not Spencer. Melissa is really strongly on the radar of like, oh, she's the one who did it. Mm. Um, and then she just like skips town, right? Well, that's Melissa's like in, move. Yeah, in 609. Yeah, that's her <laughs> move. She just goes back to London. Zoinks! In the PLL universe, there's no extradition treaty with London. <laughs> uh, yeah, Emily is walking around with this Smarmy. Damien. This Damien is just smarmy. Yeah, and this is when uh, she gets a text from Hannah and she says, Damien's a reporter. He's playing you. Did the same as Spencer and Melissa. Lose him. <laughs> Melissa's just like, I'll dump the body. I, I kind of, or, or Emily says that. I love Emily when he comes back and she's just like, she's a little bit nuts and she's just like, screw coffee. Let's get dinner. I'm going to get all the information out of you and then murder you. Let's um, do something fun as strangers. Let's go dig a grave together. I did like that was at the end of the last scene there with uh, Spencer and Caleb and Hannah where she's like, hey, who's the name of that reporter? Like she was on that. Like she saw the name Damien from when she was with yeah. Emily earlier and was just like, file that one away. I'm going to follow up on this. She's like, call that in. Yeah, call that in. <laughs> okay, I'll call it in. Uh, so and then- so that, that same little street where they filmed that, where like we've seen so many times in this, uh, this half season, I just want to go back to all the screen caps in your memory of when Spencer looks forward and sees Toby and Yvonne just laughing it up as they walk towards her. <laughs> oh, I love the little private hell they all live in in this town. Um, yeah, so then we get the great Ezra and Liam scene. No, is this the first time they've met? Yeah. Yeah. Nice to finally meet you. Uh, it's uh, it's awkward and weird, and Liam doesn't even know yet about the Ezra-Aria situation. Yeah. And then he finds out, because Ezra tells him, and I, which I feel like Ezra did on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Ezra wanted to pee on that bush a little. Maybe that came out wrong. Yowza! <laughs> um also, that that hand gesture that Ezra makes is just great for screen capping purposes. Well, I'm not screen capping any of this, by the way. These are iTunes episodes, so you can't screen cap. Screen caps of your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Liam's like he's playing a little cool because like this guy's too extreme in front of him. Um, I just want you to know, <laughs> the book wasn't written about Arya. It was written about another woman that I. How does he word it? I traveled the world with. Liam has this the. Uh... A little bit of a poker face that you can definitely see through. Yeah. Where like he's just you can tell I think he didn't respect Ezra before this meeting and he really doesn't respect Ezra now. Well, he just sees this guy for like just what is. a piece of shit he is. Yeah. yeah. And now he's pissed off. And then Arya, of course, shows up at the perfect time. She she sees her two dudes talking to each other and it's just like, fuck. <laughs> That's a bad situation. Let yeah. me only go take care of that. Yeah. Uh, and so then she comes over there and Ezra knows what he did. He knows exactly what he did because Liam's just like have fun with Mister Fitz, mm. you know. Like, like I'm sure he's eager to get your feedback, and he just takes off, and she follows him, and he's just like, I can't believe you fucked that guy. Basically, <laughs> in high school, like, you know, why didn't you mention this? Whatever, he's leaving. Ezra's just like, oh well, well, because awkward for you, not for me. Re- rewatching I, this, I was just, I just taking my pants again. <laughs> Hey, Radley, has the ban on me getting drinks been lifted? And also, what's the dude wipe situation at the bar? He's banned from drinks at the Radley. I wish we'd seen that episode. Yeah. Ashley Marin's just like, sorry, Ezra, but we had this talk already. <laughs> but seriously, I've got some splatter happening here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then 
my favorite shot in the episode here. Arya, I mean, first of all, she's in this like crazy PJ's get up with like this pizza shirt and sweats. And it's like Salvador Dali pizza. She's got like this weird like hair bun on top of her head. Uh, it's all one shot. And she's like, Liam won't answer his phone. So she leaves a voicemail. She's upset. And then she just kind of slumps in her bed. Pictunia's watching over on the side there. Well, just she's so good as she slumps down even tinier in this ginormous chair. Yeah, you don't have to reference it on the wall. I see it. Okay. It's the shrine. Um, I had this, uh, this shot uh, printed out on my wall. But uh, Ari's voicemail is just like, call me, but not after five. I'll be marrying my parents. Mm-hmm. So good. I think she needs to have a talk with Pictunia to get a little, little pep talk. Yeah. Pictunia knows. Aria, kill Ezra. It'll be fun. And then kill Liam, too. Talk Sorry. about an aphrodisiac. Sorry, Emma. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hannah's uh, prepping. Talk about Beauty and the Beast, yeah. Prepping the dress for Ella here. This was initially kind of like gothically terrifying to me. Just a shot of Ella being super tall and not appearing to have feet. Oh, because she's on like a stool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little scary to me. I don't know why. I was just like, ooh. Uh, and then we see... What's her face? Allie is uh, she's responding to that text she got from Emoji earlier saying, Sarah, is that you? No. And then like very sinisterly behind her, Rollins approaches like cloaked in shadow. Like, like blocking she- out the sun. Yeah. And he's just like, hi, I'm boring. Uh, <laughs> it's literally what he says. Yeah. She's just like, oh, Ellie, it's your name, right? Elliot, Elliot, my complicated feelings. And he's like, boring, boring, boring boring this is a lot of just uh i don't know relationship talk basically the kind of relationship talk that every guy and girl goes through when the guy is also your dead sister's therapist and you probably should have been having a relationship with in the first place and he kind of proposes to her here i want to spend the rest of my life with you yeah yeah rest of your life with you Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Uh, and then spencer comes back home see the hasting girls are there Melissa, once again, just has adopted the error of the uh, too perfect older sister who's uh, just a little bit disappointed in her little sister right now. Because uh, what is this? The other campaign, like it leaked that like Yvonne had an abortion. You know, she's the other mm-hmm. state senator candidate's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and it's like traced back to Spencer or something. It's traced back to, yeah, the oh, campaign. They haven't traced Spencer's, it yet. Spencer's laptop will be eventually. They haven't traced it yet, but they, they just know this happened and it's just bad. You know, some people, you look at them and you can just tell that they just emit pheromones wherever they go. I'm sure if you got that, but also like shade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's the shade of Source Rex. Yeah. Yeah. And so Spencer's like, well, this is good, right? And Melissa's just like, no, this is bad. They're going to think it came from us. And it's, it's very much this, this this feeling that like Melissa and Veronica are again a unit here and mm-hmm. Spencer's the odd one out. Yeah. Spencer's the bad one. Spencer's just like five fucking years forward and nothing's ever changed. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Emily's going to get uh, chased down by a monster truck outside Merlot's. What was the impetus to go to the two crows here? She found this out from Damien. That's right. Uh, the phone call to Charlotte that lured her out of the house. The phone call to Allie's house. To Allie's house was from the two crows. Mm-hmm. Um, and Melissa was back in town. I don't know how Damien would know Melissa was back in town. But, but Damien, Does Damien know that? That's what he, he told okay. her. Yeah. Um, I just like that Paula Hunsaker blocked this out with her kids and some toy trucks. That's just wonderful to me. <laughs> well, it's, it's heavy lifting here to make this look scary because it's 
the the car can't actually try to kill her because obviously whoever's driving mean, would say this is a driving the car here mm-hmm. they're just trying to scare emily they're not trying to run her over yeah and so it's it's just like this little dance basically yeah well so this is not a, a production that can stage this massive action sequence yeah so what they do here i think is pretty great and it i think it's kind of served by the weird sound effect of the truck yeah which had a purpose apparently because that comes back in the later episode yeah uh the weird noise that it makes but yeah Emily's getting terrorized by this thing meanwhile Arya's marrying her parents nice dress by Arya there i feel mm-hmm. like this uh hannah wears something similar but it's like black and red later yeah um yeah she will in uh um 620 yeah yeah so she's marrying her parents yay vows i didn't write them down who cares uh they kiss and you're then when, so romantic i know <laughs> when ella and byron part liam is standing there is he just like right at the end of the aisle there because yeah. it looks like he's about to object or something I mean, like he's like he's dustin hoffman like pounding on the glass i mean he, obviously he's here for Arya because he you know wants to apologize or whatever but it, it does seem like like they would be like oh d- did you have something to say you know liam's like i'm not saying marry me i'm just saying don't marry that guy <laughs> Yeah, more Emily getting terrified, terrorized. She rolls away from the car. The car runs over her phone that she drops, and now she's helpless. She climbs up on top of this uh, like metal. Is that where she finds the murder weapon? Yeah, and then she finds the the rod on top of this metal container thing, which I guess is the point of all this. Maybe. Well, did like, A know that this was there? Because A, you basically led her right to it. The only thing that makes sense to me is that this is intentional to get Emily's prints on it. No. Otherwise, I don't know why this scene exists, to be honest. I can only... Because, like, why would the murder weapon be there? I can only imagine, like, if I'm driving this truck, I'm thinking to myself, how do I get this person on top of that structure? Mm -hmm. Grabbing at that thing. Yeah, so then in the barn, Spencer's chilling with Caleb when Veronica shows up and is like, bitch, pack a bag. Um, I love love pissed off Veronica. Oh, yeah, and she's pissed off a lot because Spencer Hastings is her daughter. Uh, mm-hmm. She's very upset because they tr- the other campaign hired an expert and they traced the leak to like Spencer's laptop. And uh, she's very pissed off about this. Spencer claims ignorance. And then Caleb basically like takes the fall here. It's yeah. It seems pretty obvious that he didn't do it, but he's just like, I did it. You know, it was my fault. Mm-hmm. Does Veronica actually believe that he did it? I think it's, so. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and so she's like, well, get your, get your ass out of here. You're fired then. Mm-hmm. you know so he's taking one for spencer here and she's like oh you don't have to do this he's like no it's okay and then he's like kind of homeless for a couple episodes but I yeah correctly. but i mean even spencer's got to be like what was the point of that like he's back and like he's he's in her barn in a couple episodes oh later. yes he is I, mean, I guess maybe secretly or whatever oh, oh yes he is oh yeah he is in her barn mm-hmm. um but like she's kind of like what is this chauvinistic crap like why are you jumping on this grenade like I mean, I think it's the right play. He would be the most suspicious anyway. And if he takes a fall for it, he is an actual bad guy and says that he was acting on his own. It's less damage to the campaign or whatever, you know. Oh, speaking of romance, Arya's parents are going to honeymoon at the beautiful Jersey Shore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Arya's going to kiss Liam. Um, Emily drops the metal rod and then like the truck stops and seemingly they take the rod, whoever this A person is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Arya is kind of making up with Liam here. I mean, she basically says that, you know, maybe she might have been kind of walking in 
like the winter wonderland that was her old feelings for Ezra, but you know, she's worked it out through the book and she knows how she feels and she's seemingly choosing Liam and he's so relieved Mm -hmm. and her shoes are very tall. Oh yeah. Those are like some two inch platforms there. Yeah. Um, Hannah's back at the loft and she's packing some stuff up. There's a little veil there, a wedding veil that she tries on and leather top likes the way it looks. Yeah. She's wearing this crazy, like black leather top. She likes the way she looks with the veil on. So she calls and leaves Jordan a voicemail saying, Hey, let's set a date for the wedding. I mean, they're basically both committing to something that they think should be right. I mean, earlier today, Hannah was trying to talk herself back into Caleb and now she's like, yeah, let's get married. Yeah. To someone else. Yeah. Um, so Caleb's packing up. Spencer's upset that he did this, but he's just like, trust me, this is the best play. They make out some more. Mm-hmm. Some uh, hand stuff, some making out. Emily finally gets back to the loft. Two She's hours later, he leaves. Covered in dirt. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hannah's like, what the hell's going on? Like <laughs> Emily's and, trembling. Well, she couldn't even call because her phone was broken. So yeah. she kind of like says what happened, the whole situation there. And then cut to... Arya and Liam are kind of making out on the Montgomery couch in the living room here. But then the door rings. Oh, who is it? It's like drunk ass Allie. Like, is Allie like drugged or something here? I uh, high on love with this. I mean, creep. If, if you want to, you know, I don't know if you call this fun, but if you want to enjoy yourself watching the scene, just watch Rollins the whole time. Oh, he's sinister as fuck. He has dead fucking eyes. Well, he un- looks like unsmiling a, eyes, like yeah. an evil vampire. So. Arya makes a comment because this is, you know, a little fucking bizarre. And he just like whispers into Allison's ear, like, is English her first language? Yeah, Arya is like, fuck you, buddy. Arya should slam the door. Like, you're coming to my door and asking me for a favor? Get the fuck out. Does Arya charge a fee for uh, performing these duties? Hmm. I like how Arya's a minister, by the way. Like, what is this fee? Like a goblet of blood? I can't remember what they say, but she somehow or other she like did the course or whatever to like marry people. Yeah, like an online course real mm-hmm. quick. But yeah, Arya I, gives... I think they should have done it where like Arya owns a boat and so as captain of her own ship <laughs> she can marry them. <laughs> captain Arya. I would love to see Lucy have a little captain's hat. Mm-hmm. Like are they just like out on like Torch Lake? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what constitutes a vessel, I guess, for that sort of thing? That's a good question. I have to check the maritime law on that. Well, I mean, is there any kind of ceremony to become a captain or just, or just ownership of the of I mean, the vessel? Han Solo is a captain. Right. I don't think there is a ceremony. I think it's just a ship. I guess the question is what, what constitutes a ship versus just something that floats? Well, like, so if I own a boat mm-hmm. and I invite you out on the boat because we're going to go fishing mm-hmm. as the Brotherhood of Ex-Boyfriends it's or something. It's still illegal if you murder me. Oh, darn. If you get caught. What about international, international waters? Anything goes. I think you're not taking into account the implication. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if I just be like, "Hey, by the way, I'm the captain of this boat." See, I don't know if you could be captain of like a speedboat. I, I feel like there must be some sort of minimum min- draft. Is that what they call it? But That's what like if you're wearing term, right? what if you're wearing the captain's hat while you're speedboating? I, I think it's still it, there's some sort of uh, like size of the boat needs to be. What if you're wearing the captain's hat and sunglasses? Maybe it needs living quarters. I don't know. Somebody hit us up. What's, yeah. What's the rules? If How you're does a one... sea captain or you just specialize in maritime law, mm-hmm. what is what the if difference you've broken between a bottle of champagne floats? against the side of the boat? Maybe that's what it needs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Could you theoretically just make like a Tom Sawyer raft what if, and then break a bottle of wine on it? What if you've seen at least 95% of a single Pirates of the Caribbean movie? Oh, unfortunately, I've seen all four of them. Wow. Are you going to see the fifth one too? 
Uh, not planning to. Hmm. Mm. No, no, I, I had no desire. To, I don't even know why I saw the fourth one. I say that now. I don't know. The second one on are just bad. I want to see the first one. You're not missing anything. I remember. I so. I can't remember if it's the second or third one I saw with Peanut where I just like turned her in theater and I was like, what is happening right now? Like, I have no idea what's going on. And I'm, I'm usually pretty good at following along with plots and movies. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not usually the person who's like, I don't know what's going on, but like, I had no idea what the fuck was happening in that movie. The only movie that you've gone and seen at peanut that I would have like wanted to invite myself along with was the, uh, inconvenient truth screening oh, <laughs> where she got drunk and fell asleep. Like how long into the movie? Like five minutes. I don't know if she's asleep or not. I just know at the end where it's like, are you ready? I can't remember what it says. It's like, are you ready to help save the world or whatever? It and she says. yells, no. Yeah. That was wonderful. <laughs> Highly embarrassing. Um, uh... Anyway, peanuts and Cosmo. Uh, so Arya gives Liam this great like this bitch look about Allison and Rick, and then uh, a tag is programming her a, a universal remote. Not the most sinister of things, I guess. It's like oh, programming a remote. Wow, watch out! Uh, but we see all these like wigs and whatnot. And also, there's a slice of cake implying that they were there at the. A was at the wedding. See, to me, that's not as much fun though because of, because of the masks. Mm-hmm. A could have been anyone at the wedding. It isn't like, oh, let me go see who's at the wedding. You know what I mean? Like, let me but try to narrow this time, down. It's frustrating because there's only like maybe 20 people in attendance, too. So yeah. you, you feel like you could figure it out. It doesn't like in the next one, like pictures like, are sent from the wedding. Yeah. yeah. Like if this was something where like every all the main characters are at the wedding and then you're like, ooh, it's one of them or something. But no, it's, there's nothing there. And well, but even as much as I like him in the scenes with Ezra. Liam is a non-character, so it's not like I can even suspect him. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, what if he's a? Did it all for a book. What if take that is right? <laughs> what if it's just Emma Watson? Yeah. Emma Watson has some thoughts about the show and and whether or not it's properly feminist. Ooh, she like rips off like a like a fake mask at the end, goes like a twenty minute rant, like just really tearing everyone down verbally. For some reason, she's like doing it all like in a Michael Caine accent. Yes. <laughs> My name's Emma Watson. All right. Well, let's get to Hush Hush, Sweet Little Liars. Don't worry if you're listening. This episode will be over in two hours. <laughs> he says, and we've been recording for two hours and one minute. <laughs> um, yeah. Written by Ari Marlene King. Directed by Ron Um, So Hannah's had her crazy plan with Caleb to surrender to A.D., Ad has like a, a special like pig in a cop's hat emoji as part of this. No, no pigs in a cop hat. This is back like we did this twice. We're like Hannah's got a plan. The yeah. plan's all terrible. Right, actually, this plan is much better than her plan in seven oh nine. What was that one again? The one where she kidnaps Noel Khan. Oh well, yeah. And like not subtly though, she just like tries to get him to drink something. Yeah, impulsive Hannah's not the smoothest Hannah. Um. But this, there's a there's a great little dig at the beginning of this though, where Spencer voices some reasonable concern, and Hannah's like, "Well, I believe in Caleb." Spencer's like, "Uh, it's uh, fucking awkward." Uh, yeah, so do I. I think we missed out on the great stuff at the end of the previous one, where Spencer's wine glass just keeps getting bigger and bigger. She watches Hannah and Caleb mm-hmm. holding hands and whatnot. Um. Anyway, by the way, this episode uh, directed by Ron Lagomarsino, written by Martin King, which I just said, yeah. Okay. Um. Also, Allison's going to recover from her fall down the stairs where she was visited by the ghost of her mother, supposedly in the hospital, telling her to like Rick's a good man. 
That's right. She fell downstairs because probably because he drugged her, right? Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mary Drake pretending, you know, as we'll find out, it's Mary Drake pretending to be Jessica saying Rollins is the good man. You know, that's a nightmare. Mm. Um, Allie, or not Allie, Hannah's texting emoji here and basically saying, um, I know, or no, she says she's the one who did it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she confesses to killing Charlotte and says it's the truth. Call the cops. No cops. Um, you know, I'll give you. Basically, Hannah has like one day, and then she has to turn herself in to A. Well, there's like a weird like. This is how you know this is not actual proper A because they're negotiating. Oh, I need one more day. Yeah. Oh, it'll be your last. It'll be your last. Yeah, I feel like Mona A would be like, you don't get another day. Mona A would like have like blow dart pistols all pop in their necks right here, and they'd all pass out. Mm-hmm. Ezra is by, by the way he's in this scene. He's emoting so hard. Mm-hmm. Like this is all about him. I did like uh in the in the weird tension between Caleb and Spencer here it, like cuts to Arya looking at Emily just like ah shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like the bears of like how hard this will be on the strain of their friendship. Ezra I feel like thinks he's like goddamn Ethan Hunt. This is a movie franchise about him. <laughs> Our mission if we choose to accept it. Arya's the shisher of course. Yeah. Yeah, more Allie being a sad sack and being sad about Charlotte. And this is, uh, she's going to just be like getting gaslighted this whole episode, basically. Mm-hmm. Spencer's got the plans to Radley, like the new plans, overlaying the old plans to try to find like some secret rooms in the basements and whatnot. Toby puts on some glasses, some real Clark Kent spectacles. Mm-hmm. Time to smarten up. I figured out I couldn't see shit. <laughs> this is why the house building's been going really badly. <laughs> Turns out my house leans. <laughs> like, as a cop, don't you have to, like, I don't know, once a year go to, like, a shooting range or something like that to, like, pass? I, I don't know how that works, but I assume every once in a while they want to make sure you can still shoot straight. Maybe maybe not the Raven or the Rosewood police, though. But Well, there are cops with spectacles on the force. But, like, if he's not wearing them. Oh. I guess this assumes that even with glasses, Toby could hit the side of a barn with a gun. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's a crack shot. This is just like it works better if I don't even aim. This is why I like Officer Gummy Bear. Like it's like a string of fuck ups that have led to him getting passed over promotion time and time again. I like the idea that at at work they all call him Officer Gummy Bear. I wanted to make a joke earlier about at the end of six eleven if it was just like here comes Detective Gummy Bear telling him not to leave town. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some uh, some kind of flirting in French here. Yeah, where Toby is apparently like tried to keep up with his French, maybe to impress Spencer. Yeah, unclear. Wee wee poo poo. She finds it charming. He had a great teacher, Jean Bon Professor. Do you remember when she dressed like a freaking au pair to like show yes, house? <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> Whoa. And she says he looks very distinguished. Um, and I <laughs> and he puts on a beret. <laughs> I believe, and this episode's weird because this whole business what they find in the basement and whatnot but he is kind of the one who's like oh look at this here's a room that uh, we should check out because it's like way over here on the opposite side of where sarah was digging or something like that like he's also well actually her into like his like carpenter skills here though too you silly girl you don't know how to read some blueprints i mean to be fair he probably knows a little bit more about construction than her i don't know I have um, been building a house. But he point he's the one who says we should go investigate here, which may mean nothing, may mean something. I just I feel like we're just always giving Toby more credit by like, somehow, assuming he could be sinister. I think we always somehow give him 
more and less credit than he deserves. Uh, so, skill. meanwhile, Caleb's at the loft. He's got all these pictures of the lost wood in. Emily comes in with like a bunch of shopping bags full of all kinds of shit. Like she went and like drove two towns over to buy a generator and like all these like lights, like work lights and whatnot, all for like the trap that they're laying. Also, leather vest. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't think she was followed because she like drove somewhere else to buy the shit. Hannah shows up. This Hannah look here is just, this is like, like Madam A. You know, yeah. like it's this crazy black, like lacy black top where like um kind of like above the chest area, it's all crimson red. Mm-hmm. She looks like a supervillain. Crossed with like, I'm sure like Brett Michaels might have worn this in the 80s or something. Like it's a weird burn, weird shirt. Like I could see like this if looks it, like something if this was that, like, like five sizes bigger, I could see Meatloaf wearing this in the 90s. I could see like Tanya Harding wearing this during one of her performances. Tanya Harding, huh? It looks a little ice skatey to me. Okay. It's okay. lacy. Okay. Got the high neck. Well, like I was just thinking, like all this covert shit, all the drama that happens in his apartment, and there's like a fucking statue of like Lobo on the shelf. <laughs> Goddamn Lucas. Fucking Lucas. By the way, somebody pointed out that uh, for us making fun of Lucas so much, we are sure a bunch of nerds. I think that's the point. We're two guys who do a PLL podcast, all right? <laughs> point's been established. <laughs> a three-hour PLL podcast. Oh, my God. This is might be our longest one, too. Spencer gets some coffee for her and Toby. There is some just some hand caressing as she hands the coffee to This him. is intentional hand stuff. You don't uh-huh. need to grab a coffee cup like that, Toby. No, you don't. You've got the... Look at the one hand. He's got the cup already. Now he's just copying it like a palm feel. Mm-hmm. Oh, I took your pulse. Ooh. Maybe you, that's his... Like a suspects. Sherlock thing? Yeah. Yeah. He wants to know. You Dog, are, I'm sure Jonathan taught him that. You are Sherlocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are Toby locked. <laughs> You are Tobler owned. Uh, she's like Toby. Ooh, Tobler owned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tobler phone. You have been Tobler owned. The ending of that episode is like my favorite moment from the entire Sherlock. That's the best episode. Of That's the best episode, one hundred percent. But just picture, season four, not so much. There are parts that I like and a lot of parts that I don't. Uh, again, as Jacob Clifton put it. As a person who's seen all four seasons of Sherlock, let me tell you how great the first three seasons are. But like, what if like Spencer was just like, everything I said, Toby, everything I did, it was just a game. And he's like, I know. And this is just losing. And this is just losing. Anyway, there's an episode we should talk about here. (laughs) Wait, what were we doing again? I don't know. (laughs) Something about blueprints. Yeah. Toby wants to investigate this one area. And so they're going to do it. Uh, Arya is wearing shiny silver shoes while she eats those chips and types away. I refuse to believe that anyone can actually write a novel on a fucking surface. Yeah, that just seems so ergonomically awful. There's some Red Bull or some soda there. Mm-hmm. So- <laughs> yeah, how could you forget about right before this episode started? I referenced this scene, and and Benjamin Light is just like, "Was this in the episodes we watched?" And for like 20 seconds, we were like, oh, shit, did we somehow watch different episodes and we're about to podcast about it? I completely it? forgot this was even in here. I think, like I said, I black out during our Ezra scenes. I didn't make any notes for it, so. Yeah. Ezra, because she looks over from her thing as there's no more chips left, and he's just at his desk, like, staring off in the space, te- like, tearing up. Mm-hmm. And he's, then he, he's does done. The, he does the greatest cry voice. I did it. I finished the book. I can finally say her name again. Nari's just like, wow, drag. No, I a little bit of a drag, but a little bit of like sploosh. Tell me more about your dark feelings. Let me sit down next to you. 
And then as I'm choking the life out of him, can you blame one me of for his tears just falls and lands right on my eyeball. <laughs> I'm sorry. What is that Cheryl thing that I love and I keep like butchering when I try to repeat it? You mean the uh, choking the shit out of scene? Yeah, yeah, do it. I don't just I don't just have it ready to go. Can you do it like in Toby voice? And then he just starts choking the shit out of me. And right as I'm about to pass out, I can't remember the exact line. It's like but some, some drool from his lip drops and lands right in my eyeball. <laughs> Something like that, more or less. I still need to watch some episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's anyway, not. Ezra's getting a little touchy here. I mean, these two are growing closer from all the writing that they've done. But whenever they have these moments, Ari gets touchy and she starts, like, touching his face a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, is that a No, that's Liz Taylor. It's Liz Taylor. Yeah. I don't know how I confused the two. <laughs> Allie's sleeping on the couch. Allie's just watching Gidget. <laughs> she wakes up. Uh, she heard something, so she goes into her room. Oh, the music box is playing. She's like, oh, this is weird. And then she looks over and fucking like zombie Jessica De Laurentiis is standing there all gross. Out of fucking nowhere. She freaks the fuck out, drops and breaks her music box. And then, oh, it's gone. Maybe she just imagined it. I just don't see Mary being this like stealthy. I feel like floorboards would give her away as she scuttled off. Yeah, I mean, I I guess you kind of like say like she's Hallie's high on whatever weird drug she's been given. So, But also, I love that she completely remodeled the innards of her, like the, the first floor of her house. She doesn't sleep in her old childhood bedroom, but she left that completely the same. Like she's, well, she is Allie. Yeah, she's like memorialized her own bizarre legend. I mean, I, I guess I always took it where like when the, the mass that they have, when it's like the weird old dude or like the maid with like the big glasses on, I could kind of buy somebody could go wear that in public and you might not notice. You mm-hmm. might just think they looked a little weird. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could do like an actual real convincing like Wilden mask. No, Un- unless you were high. Like if if your target was like all heft up on weird drugs, the you, you might be able to get away with it. Yeah, I would think that you would have to do a little like like NLP programming beforehand to help out with that. I mean, obviously the zombie Jessica D thing is obviously way helped by the fact that Mary's her twin. Well, that that's actual makeup though. Like yeah, you, could, you could do that. Mass, it's makeup. The, the yeah. Wilden thing I always find like a little sketchy. Yeah. Because you need molds. You cannot, you're going to sculpt that from like memory. They can't actually do masks like that. Never mind. Just it's, bring back Hector yeah. Lime. Or mm-hmm. at least name drop him. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> like, like Rick had a great secret. And so Hector's like, I will make you your mask. Allie gets a phone call that freaks her out further. And she drops the phone. Yeah, it's... Uh, is it Jessica saying, did you miss me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe that's what it is. Um, later on, Emily has come over to have dinner with Allie because she's all freaked out. Emily's trying to comfort her. Blah, blah, blah. It's just everyone's just waiting for Emerson. It's not quite here yet. Yeah. I mean, Allison is spooked and vulnerable, and she's still got some medicine in her system. So you would think this would be like catnip to Emily. Someone's uh, watching outside. Yeah. Meanwhile, Toby's helping Yvonne decorate for what they hope to be the winner's party of the her brew. mom's campaign at the brew. That's mm-hmm. a little awkward. Yeah. What's what's up, Ezra? <laughs> I mean, I I guess well, Veronica the, and, and Peter Hastings do not want to celebrate at the brew. Obviously. I was like, I mean, does that seem like their kind of joint? Like, no, like they need some swank. I mean, I guess Ezra needs some money. Also, so. in the difference between like Ezra and Ashley is Ashley in this new iteration of her life only associates with winners. Ooh. Well, then what's Pastor Ted doing back? 
if they like pair them off, I'm going to be so upset. I'm going to be so upset. That hurts. Anyway, Yvonne finds out that Toby can't be there for like a thing tomorrow because he's uh, helping someone out. She immediately intuits it's Spencer and it's just like, fuck this. Back to the uh, campaign headquarters of the Hastings campaign, which is the great room. Yes, yes, and I have that photo on my wall as well of uh, Mona giving a thumbs up here. Mona comes in. She wants to help out. Spencer is intensely suspicious of her. And Mona's just like, I am your friend. You know, I don't know why you keep treating me as the enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spencer thinks she just wants to get back at her former campaign for firing her. I look at these two and I just think, like, my God, what a great romantic comedy it would be if it was mm-hmm. just these two. So Mona sits down. She's going she's gonna to do some phone banking and help out. Spencer trusts her with that at least and Mona seems to be doing a good job and Spencer's watching her like a fucking hawk Mona gives her a cute little thumbs up and Spencer just like I don't know it's like she's a hawk who's just gonna swoop down and pick up Mona in her mouth and mm-hmm. you know my fan fiction will begin also so it's not just a picture of Mona on the wall it's a calendar and thank god it's April because now we get to look at Mona giving us a thumbs up for at least a couple more weeks because for a while it was just Toby Face palming us. I like the Toby face palm. I like the Toby face palm, but I'd rather have my my totem watching over me be Mona. I'm just glad up. that Jar Jar is over your shoulder the whole time. Yeah, well. Mm-hmm. I like that you draw your power from Jar Jar. <laughs> uh, speaking of Toby here, he's talking to Yvonne. They've they've gone and sat down because they need to talk to Sal, and he just he's just like, I need you to trust me, even though I can't tell you what I'm up to. This is just shitty. She's just like, I'm not going to be the one who says choose her or me. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Get, Somehow they're still going to gonna get married or engaged. Yeah. Must be a nice ring. <laughs> Is he funny? Let's just say it took some Tobler boning. This is where he would have, I mean, Yvonne probably like the fact that she gets the quantity of massage from Toblerone. I think it's quality person. I just don't see it. Do you really think Toby gives more massages than Caleb? Do I think he gives more? Yes. Do I think he gives lesser? Yes. I feel like when Caleb see, was... See, I think we're like completely switched on this because I'm like totally the other way. I think Caleb, when he was just off in Europe, like finding himself, doing his own... A lot be- of massages. Before Sunrise thing, he did like the, what Bruce Wayne did to become the world's greatest detective, but like he ended up but in with Nepal. massages. He ended up in Nepal. He went like, and learning, uh, like like massages. He went and did the mighty whitey trope only for massages. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the way he cuts that wire. This man knows where tension is in your body. Yeah, he's setting up an electrical fence. This seems like some work. Yeah. They're they're wiring this electric fence around the lost woods. I mean, I don't know what like the radius they're going for is, but like that seems like over a hundred little things like posts you got to go drive into the ground and wire up you know what makes it seem more labor intensive Mm. is if two people go out in the woods and only one of them is doing work because the (laughs) other is just holding a flashlight the other's checking for crack yeah Yeah. (laughs) ass crack that it's yes (laughs) um and it's like i'll hold the light yeah i mean i guess they've been at this all day because he's he's wiring up this electrical fence here. He's got lights on motion sensors and cameras, like and trees. Yeah, this is a whole a trap. Really, he he just riffs and comes up with a emoji. And Hannah's just like, oh wow, for like ten episodes, we've been waiting for somebody to coin the name for this creature, and, and then done we'll it. get rid of a emoji immediately. We will never reference this ever again. Mm-hmm. Even at the end of the episode, they drop it. <laughs> uh, so. Allie is trying to sleep. Me, like the Arya and Emily are here in her house. They're like just chilling in the living room while Allie sleeps. Yeah. 
Um, so she's talking. Emily has like read the whole manuscript here, lies to Arya and says it's amazing. It's a big glass of wine Arya's got there. Arya's tiny, so every mm-hmm. glass of wine is big compared to her. But I like that Emily's just like pointing out that Arya's writing a love story about her ex and his dead girlfriend. And Arya's like, gulp. Arya kind of admits that like at first she was trying to channel feelings with her and Liam into this, but that didn't feel right. It so wasn't she, weird enough. She, yeah, it wasn't problematic enough. So she had to she had to mine deep into the old Ezria feels. Mm-hmm. And that worked, but now, now she just doesn't know. Yeah. And uh, I think this is about when you get interrupted by some screams and what. Because Allison wakes up in bed with Wilden. Yes. Good old Wilden. Uh, he, he like caresses her face. He's just weird and creepy. How does he get out of the room? I don't know. There's like some fucking trap doors here or something. Yeah. I mean, this to me is the only way you, you hand wave this and say Allison is high on weird drugs. Maybe time isn't moving as fast as she, she thinks it is or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so they run in to see what's wrong. Allie is just like hiding in a little corner next to her dresser, totally freaked out. She thinks she's losing her mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, does he know her in her life as they're doing the remodel? And like when she leaves the room, he just like slips the contractor like an extra couple grand. He's like, maybe just went under the bed. Do me <laughs> just hiding under the bed in a, in a latex mask. Yeah. <laughs> as you do. Do you think we'll see Wilden again? It seemed to imply that Allie would pour some guilt for Wilden in this episode, right? I, I, I can only assume because she feels like Charlotte. Well, I guess they kind of talked in the past about how Charlotte did this for her. We have seemingly confirmed that Charlotte killed Wilden. Not yeah. 100%, though. Never 100%. Yeah. Um, but as close as you can get to it, like to the point where I don't think they probably need to confirm it anymore right. that Cece was the one who killed Wilden. So I don't know why Allison would feel guilty other than just maybe, you know, projecting Cece's guilt onto her. They needed to do more here with the other things that people have done on Allison's behalf and how that's gone It should have been Ian. Ian would have made more sense, but they probably just couldn't get Ryan Merriman then. Uh, It was nice to see Wilden again. I feel like the show misses that kind of villain. Yeah. The Ians and the Wildens, the, the older men in power. Lorenzo doesn't cut it for that. Like Wilden just pops in the frame, like like bump Lorenzo out and be like, "Let me show you how to do it." Mm-hmm. Did you miss me? He's got that Wilden swag too. Yeah, you got that nice watch as he's like wrapping his arm around her. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if you go back. Like I think that might be Rollins. You can see his time. Well, it's definitely him. But like, if it might be his same timepiece. Well, let's take a look here. You look a look at that. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're gonna back up to your Rollins scene. Is Rollins even in this episode? Yeah, they're on the couch in the beginning. Yeah. Where's Rollins? Come on. No, we don't need you, Ezra. <laughs> oh, no, we got to go back further. Sorry. This is good radio. This is great radio. Hi, here's my boring watch. I'm Rollins. I don't even have a Rollins voice. It's like Rollins is in the room. <laughs> oh, shit. Hugh, what are you doing here? God, where is this fucking scene? Okay, here. Oh, he's got long fucking sleeves. long sleeves on. God damn it. <laughs> well, that was a bust. I'll go back and look over there. I, he's wearing a watch another episode. I'm he, sure FaceTime, he, he FaceTimes earlier or later, so maybe maybe we'll see it in the FaceTime. Anyway, let's let's get to the main event here, yes. which is uh, uh, some, some bedroom talk. This is fucktastic. It's the morning. This is uh, 
I think when we can start the clock on whether or not Caleb has showered recently. Yeah, so Caleb is nude in bed on the laptop. Spencer's as kneeling. You do. Yeah, as you do. Kneeling at the bench, doing her makeup. Uh, this is this is more postcoital than anything in all of our collective lives. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was a night that contained many, many positions. Do you know it's TV because Caleb never got out to put some underwear on? Nope. Nope. Do you, I guess maybe he just sleeps in the nude. I don't know. Could be his thing. Mm-hmm. After that trip to Europe, it's just like sweaty and hot. This is how they do it in Europe. Yeah. So he's laptop in a way. She's smiling. She's put some makeup on. He gets up. And I mean, you can like frame by frame this. And like there is definitely. (laughs) Tyler Blackburn Bush. I wasn't going to say that, but sure. Mm -hmm. Um, He's not wearing anything. Nope. Nope. Because Spencer's getting a good look at the buns. He is fully commando there. He is not showered. I would be curious to like. Find like like old Patrick Swayze properties and just like see if Patrick like uh, Tyler Blackburn could do them. Like, what if like, it was Roadhouse? Like Roadhouse, but it was Tyler Blackburn. That's a good question because I mean, obviously, we thought he'd be bigger. It's not like you need to be a big guy <laughs> to be the Swayze. Um, because remember that he needs to grow the hair out. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when the uh, the fucking like waitress comes and brings Dalton coffee, and she like sees his buns, she's like and orgasms, she just, yeah. just watching him. Yeah, she explodes into an orgasm. The old farmer orgasms while watching him, <laughs> watching him do tai chi. Yeah, yeah. Can Tyler Blackburn do tai chi? If you ever wanted to watch a bunch of simple town folk nut over a man of a mullet, yeah, I think so Tyler, I think Tyler, Tyler Blackburn, Blackburn can pull it off. grow the mullet, dye your hair blonde. I mean, he's halfway there with this like nude or like chestless or uh, shirtless coffee scene. There's he, he shaved that chest too, right? Yeah, there's no hair there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he goes to get them more some more coffee because that is like as good as sex. Yeah. We get this uh, like almost naked shot of Spencer here taking her top off to put a dress on. He's just grinning away as he watches her back. Yeah. There. Yeah. Look how fucking happy he is. And this is this shot of Spencer's about the most explicit we've probably gotten on pll oh for, without a doubt without a doubt yeah. i mean there's some there's some explicit stuff to come in this episode i mean it, it, her underwear is painted on it's not leaving anything to the imagination no it's not yeah it's not and uh he's just grinning away as you pour some coffee there this yeah. is my one of my favorite kale screen gaps here yeah uh so he comes over helps her or no she doesn't even need help sipping up the dress he just comes over to kind of snuggle with her a little more i don't know why i'm choosing to point this out but there is chest hair <laughs> Tyler Blackburn it's just not like is ridiculous just, yeah just a little bit yeah okay yeah that's that's okay there's some chest stubble yeah Hannah or not Hannah Spencer's very lovey-dovey here uh and then Peter Hastings is outside <laughs> he's just like Spencer let me in come on they, they suck in there I want to <laughs> hang out let's have some beer let's play some video games <laughs> yeah I got a switch have you played Zelda yet let's play Uncharted <laughs> I hear the voice work is great <laughs> Come on, these people are boring. Let me in. What's going on in there? You want to get out of here in the strip club? Yeah. I mean, for brunch. So Caleb's got a pack. He does the uh, puts the button up shirt on, only he doesn't button nope, it. Nope, he yeah. does not button it. Mm-hmm. He's got like what is that like blueprints coming out of his backpack or something? Yeah, he does. He's going for some sugar, some intense sugar. They kiss some more. He's about to leave, and she's like, "Caleb, I love you." And he's just like <laughs> nods. He <laughs> smiles like, Haha, "Good one." I mean, I don't know. What do you do in this situation if you're Caleb? You say, thank you. Really? <laughs> That's the OC. Is that the OC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what he says when she says, I love you. 
Who does? Marissa? Ryan, Ryan and Marissa, yeah. Okay. It's like season one. It's like late season one. You know, I don't think I ever watched late season one, to be honest. My viewing habits in that were like just in and out. One. Give me a stink eye. I know at one point Julie Cooper fucks the dude, uh, the, the kid. <laughs> could, you, could, could you narrow it down? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that show would see like it went on forever. There are like a million episodes the first season. Yeah, it was like 27. Yeah. Um, but so this picture of Spencer, she's like looking at him go, like she has never been more in love. And he's just like nodding. Yeah. <laughs> he's giving her like a fucking Peter Hastings. Like, were, Peter Hastings, when he's like laughing at the text, yeah. there are a bunch of really great like little memes that popped up where it's just like the I love you and then just like scene, you know. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, like the Facebook thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what you do if you're Caleb in this episode. Like, if, if you don't return those feelings, do you lie? Do you do what he did? I mean, I don't know. It's awkward. I 100% think that this is, bu- this is bullshit. Like, he absolutely cares for her. Um, I'm not saying this is, like, writing bullshit, but it's, like, the wind changed direction. So he you, just went with the so flow. So you, you don't, you think he should have said, I love you back, that it's... I don't know if he should have said I love you back. It's not like he's obligated because she said it. But it's it's like I don't think this is an ungenuine moment between them. You feel like he it's, obviously it's at a character for him to blow her off, I guess is what you're no, saying. No, no, it's not necessarily what I'm saying. Oh, okay. But I, I I think what's out of character is how quickly he jumps back into Hannah's arms. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Because seemingly everything is great here. Granted, he didn't say I love you back, but I guess if you're not ready to say it, he did about the best you can do. But I mean, there should have been a conversation with these two before the 14 hours of sweaty, awesome fucking that they did the night before about like, hey, you and Hannah, that was made me uncomfortable. You're a little too close. We need to be a couple of talks about our feelings before we just have epic Herculean fuck fest, Mm -hmm. you know, Um like they should have had a conversation the night before, and he should have been like, you know what, you're right. I just I gotta I gotta be cool and public with you, whatever. But like, what really spoils all of the like swarthy like Caleb fucking in season seven is that Hannah, you were there on the other side of the door, like you heard his professions of love, like long standing love to Spencer. Well, let's bring it back to the the permission for a second, okay? Because Spencer goes to get permission. Mm-hmm. Do you think Spencer should have realized that? Uh, despite what hannah said what hannah meant was something else and that she should have backed off somewhat but i mean spencer was was i I dare say in love but she Mm -hmm. was you know definitely infatuated she wanted a little bit she wanted to hear what she wanted to hear and Mm -hmm. she heard it um it's like you can't really attack spencer because it must have killed her to go to her friend and ask for permission the guilt that she felt asking for that permission i mean i totally get people who are a little break in the girl code it's absolutely breaking the girl code. I totally get it, but dare I say, heart wants what it wants. All right. Well, we're just uh, practicing these spale of hot takes for whenever we do podcasts about that with the uh, loose lips girls. Uh, anyway, uh, what's her face? Allie here. She's this is where Mary appears in the window as, as zombie Jessica, mm-hmm. and then Wilden shows up inside as like Mary points and like she looks behind her and. Wilden's just staring there. He's got like some really fake looking blood on his shirt. Yeah. Uh, and he, he just stands there. He, he can't say anything, right? Because no. then you know it wasn't Wilden. That's me. <laughs> Wilden. It's my boring accent. Did he say, didn't did you miss me at one point? I think he might, yeah, when she wakes up. I just I, I just picture like whenever Allison left the room and like Rick's shaving and he's just like 
working on the voice. Mm. It's just four words. Just got Rick. You can do it. It's just four words. Uh, back at the brew, we see Yvonne. She gets a text. She's very annoyed by it. Wouldn't it be great if it was classic Allison? And she was like, wait a minute. Wilson wasn't even shot like that or mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> uh, and then we see there's uh, in front of Rosewood High. It's like a vote here banner. Uh, Toby is, I guess, just leaving a voicemail for Yvonne here saying he's sorry. He's volunteering here. Helps Imar the King's mom into a van. And that's about it. And Arya's outfit. Arya's brought boy. some coffee. Yeah, just legs up to there. Yeah. Uh, this is a crazy outfit for Arya. She's Ezra's come comes in the phone on, on the phone. He's got some news. She just assumes it's going to be bad and is just like like even though he's like great news and she's like I knew it'd be horrible basically you know mm-hmm. like oh, oh they love it oh that bitch she doesn't know anything yeah oh like uh, she just went to a meeting you know how many times I've given that excuse for her um, I forgot to mention that I am Marlene King's mom refers to Toby as pretty eyes oh yeah that's right um so yeah just to troll us yeah Ari in her orange high heels and booty shorts Jillian loved their ridiculous goofy book she's pushing up the release date to Christmas also book tour TV rights and a prequel, prequel. a prequel. <laughs> I, I was just like, say what you will, but I think Jar Jar would be a great addition. What do you think happens? Like, how does how does then and now end? Does the girl get kidnapped by what, revolutionaries or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how does that go down? It's not, it's not a happy ending, but it's a true one. Like, is it does it end like a weird tragedy? Or I don't know. Who would the fuck would want to read that book? <laughs> it sounds terrible. Honestly, Austin Otto sounds better. Dawson out of the book, we have no idea what the plot is. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like now and then or then and now or whatever is gonna absolutely just be a movie starring like Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander. I mean, a a true crime novel about a woman who is eventually kidnapped and possibly murdered in in like a foreign country. Like I there's an angle there. People people are into true crime, right? These movies and books and stories have been told already. I mean, I guess if you wrote it, like, say, like, The Ruins or something, where there's just this mounting dread as we follow this romance, you know, mm. that we know is going to end. There's a, there's an old movie of, like, John Shee and Sissy Spacek. That's basically the story. Um, it's probably this has been told numerous times. Tale as um, old as time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, it seems like the, from the way they talk about it, it's like way too much romance in the plot is mm-hmm. what I feel like. Like it, Ezra, you've written, uh, what's her name? Nicole, a really great love story. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird because I feel like it should be more of like a, this mounting dread type of story. This love story, which may or may not have had the working title of femicide rising. Mm-hmm. That's a good title. <laughs> yeah. That'll, that'll move some copies at your local Barnes Noble. You get your your uh, your thing signed by the author of Femicide Rising, and then it's just this white guy. You know that Jillian, the public and the publishers are overjoyed that Nicole's alive, right? I oh mean, yeah. God, the book sales are going to go through the roof with that. Yeah. But then what do you do? Do you have to change the ending, or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Nicole comes in and like writes an afterward. I feel like it's not as good of an ending if the girl lives, though. Hmm. Analyze that. Wow. Um, but I mean, like you want it to be true crime. I feel like that's your that's your hook and your angle. If well, it's so, just a stupid love story, like isn't this kind of Ezra's lot in life? Though every time he writes one of these stories, <laughs> the fucking girl lives, and he's just like, "God damn it, mm-hmm. bring on the rum and the dude wipes." <laughs> like, do you really just want to read like a, a lame 
romance about like this annoying guy being pushy with his uh, Habitat for Humanity girlfriend. Well, even if he's managed to paint himself as the fucking hero yeah. throughout the book, imagine if Nicole's afterward was simply my quote unquote boyfriend was sleeping with the girl who wrote this <laughs> book for him. I can't wait to see how that all goes down. I would actually kind of rather read The Snail's Life, which apparently Jillian also published. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's a much better written book. Anyway, uh, they're yeah, so, so they... happy that Arya kisses him, and then she's like surprised that she kisses him, and then they totally bone. And he does the move where he has to pick her up and put her on the counter because she's so short. And... Also, she's she's legs. Yeah, straight um, to the bedroom. Yeah, they're going to go on a book tour to fuck town. Liam who? She's on top again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So then we Ezra from, shippers from rejoice that fuck party to an old decrepit room in the Lost Woods Motel. <laughs> uh, metaphoric of uh, the Caleb relationship right now because Hannah and Caleb just walked in. Then he makes a very of the times reference to Miss Peregrine's peculiar children. And Hannah's like, what? Hannah's like, what? I'm going to flashback. Yeah. And we see the end of their relationship here. Yeah. Where they'd been planning to go on this trip to Europe for three months. And now she's backing out because of her job. And she's she's had an excuse for like every one of their birthdays or holidays mm-hmm. together. He's had it. He's done. He's walking out that door. Or no, if she if I'm she done. walks out that walk door, out door, he won't be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going without her. <laughs> you can say goodbye to these. And she's basically just like, look, we'll work it out later. And she leaves. Um, how do you feel about the end of this relationship? Whose side are you on? Am I, do I have to be on a side? Yes. As Frank Sinatra said, it's just sad when the relationship ends. I think she doesn't take him seriously is the thing. I think but she's also she's also running down her dream and she's in the middle of running it down. I I I see it not just in this but in earlier episodes where like Caleb is stuck doing all the hard work and like forced to go to parties with her where she doesn't even want to hang out with him or anything like that and he just has to mingle. I can definitely see where he's coming from. He planned this whole thing out. She bails on him. I'm mostly on his side. The part where he just goes completely and leaves his phone, mm-hmm. that's that's rough. That's rough. That's that's maybe too far. I really like the, I believe it was also a Doherty episode, where the, the alleyway scene mm-hmm. where you're at the party. He's playing with the cat. Yeah, you're playing with the cat. You only see that sequence, though. So for all we know, he showed up just like dragging his feet, refusing to even try to mingle, yeah. to I support mean, I, her. I may somewhat be on his side just because i hate going to stuff like that too mm-hmm. I'm, I'm certainly an introvert and don't like those sorts of situations but unless you've had what like 12 gnt you gotta get some gnt's in me and then everything's yeah. all good yeah and then apparently the uh, vault is unlocked mm-hmm. good uh, times. but yeah i don't know leaving the phone i i guess i can see why he would think he just needed to like just cut off completely mm. because like she wasn't going to respond any other way but i don't Perpetuate know I, the cycle isn't the move there you just you want her to respond like you want to have the phone so when she says i made a huge mistake it's like okay we're back together everything's fine i don't know like i guess he was really done at that point i think he also he did that thing that people sometimes do where they want to have like that lost moment where like i've i've flung myself into oblivion i won't call you for eight years yeah he's like flung himself into oblivion so all he can do is go to europe and look at the sad little dog and the painting or whatever it just makes their meeting in 611 i don't know like it I feel like that plays much differently in retrospect yeah, where you're yeah. like, wow, you just, you literally like didn't, didn't call, didn't text. You just, you know, threw your wall away and your phone and, and that was it. And she never saw you again. When she says, why didn't you call me before you came mm-hmm. over? What if he's just like, I haven't had a phone for four years. I lost your number. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. 
Although to be fair, who remembers each other's numbers now? I had it backed up in iCloud. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kind of more on his side in this breakup, except for the part where he goes, because I, I feel like that's a little harsh. I just think it's like a thing in relationships where she just didn't realize how serious she thought this he was definitely enough. dropped the ultimatum and she was just like, whatever, yeah. you're not serious. Yeah, that's like you just said, she didn't take how, how serious he was. Mm-hmm. And then he just dropped, he went for the nuclear option. He nuked it all right. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, anyways, that's there's really nothing else to that scene. Meanwhile, because it's over, Emily <laughs> is back. She's looking for Allie. She finds Allie's uh, phone or video, or uh, Elliot wants to video chat because he's also a creep. And uh, let's see, does he? Can we see his watch? No, we can't see his watch. <laughs> no, he wants to know what's up with Allie. They're they're very concerned with Allie. Meanwhile, it looks like a tight race, tied at forty nine percent, with eighty percent of the polls responding. Uh, it's night. It's at the the rally uh, in the kind of bar area. This is where the Hastings campaign is doing their thing. And uh, yeah, Peter Hastings passing out champagne. You know, the thing too, we, we forgot to mention the Spaylib scene. Hmm. With her dress that he says looks like it's painted on. Can you even wear underwear in that dress? Even though he just That's washed right. her. There's the he panties discussion. Yeah. With the panties thing. And she's like, ooh, blah, blah, blah. Panties. Because I know how there many is I hear the word panties. A lot of panties talk. Panties. But like. Moist. He, you're, Sorry. Just, you're just a guy who's got to work it in there, huh? Um, <laughs> got to. So he makes reference to like Toby and ladders and panties and dresses and looking up. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. there's a little jealous vibe there. Like, what what's up, Caleb? What's up? And then again, cut flash forward to Paley, and there's Tyler Blackburn just brushing his shoulder off like it meant nothing. It meant nothing. It meant nothing. I just yeah. Caleb was fun for a while. I should have got that fucking that. microphone. Yeah, I got a question. I got a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you? you you'd be that guy. Huh? I'd be that guy. Yeah. I'd be I'd be Mindy. Kaling. I have a list of burns. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know the the Hastings. The picture of all pictures are going to power toast. unlimited power. <laughs> now they're toasting to but her emails. Yeah, uh, I love that they all drink champagne in unison. It's great. <laughs> if they could have just gotten Melissa in that one scene, that would be the picture yeah, and all pictures. Well, Melissa, you know. The heat was around the corner again, so she had to go back to London. I remember what's the photographer guy like Drew McCandles? Like, I would love to have my little byline on that picture. Mm. Um, uh, meanwhile, Spencer's got to duck out and take a call from Emily because Allie's missing. Spencer's like, I don't have time for this shit. Go to wherever she thinks she would feel safe. Well, a real thing Spencer Hastings has just said on the show is she's scared and she's seen dead people. So, mm-hmm. like, what was Allison's part in the plan? Nothing, I don't think. Okay. Allie's been like worthless this entire half season. Yeah. Uh, so Allie, of course, goes to a church because that's where she'd think she was safe. I mean, like the only way this makes sense is like she thinks she's being hunted by like literal like demons of the underworld and she needs to go to a place where like they cannot pass or something, you know? The Highlanders uh, can't get. Well, so she's going to go to not only where her, her beloved sister was thrown to her death. Mm hmm. She's also going to go where Mona slapped her, where Mona slapped the shit out of her, mm-hmm. where she laughed at Mona at some church service where people had her, whatever. Yeah. It's fucking. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, Aria has showed up uh, at the Lost Woods where they're, they're setting this trap. And it's going to wait in this one room that they're securing and whatnot. Ezra comes to get Aria so they can 
basically so Spa- or Hannah and uh, Caleb can talk some more without anyone else around. Yeah, so as Arya is talking to Hannah before they, they, they're interrupted, Ezra just walks in. He's like, I fucked Arya. <laughs> we need to go outside for a minute. They're just like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, please leave us alone in this dingy room. And Hannah's got to, uh, she's got to tell Caleb some truths here, some stuff she's been holding in mm. about how it all went down and how he didn't know this, but, you know, flashback, New York, it's raining. She's in the cab. There's a, is this a Miss Mister plane? I know they're, they're in this episode. I can't remember this. Uh, I, I don't recall. I can look uh, up. It's a song that's playing. She's trying to call Caleb and not getting a response. And finally she gets out of the cab and she's running in the rain down the streets of New York. It's a, it's a romantic, you know, end of a rom-com type of scene here mm-hmm. as she's coming back home. Caleb, I changed my mind. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I, I take it all back. And then, oh shit, all of his stuff is gone. Mm-hmm. His half of the closet is empty. She calls his phone and it starts ringing on the table because he just like, he's gone. And she's told him all about this. And he's just like, wow, that's something. And then they kiss. Yeah. Cause she, she's basically like, I was never really over you. Mm-hmm. And I'm still not. And they kiss. And then Ezra comes in. So they break apart. But mm, the damage has been done to Spaleb. It's all over, but it's crying now. The Miss Mister is earlier okay. when uh, Ari and Emily are talking about the book. Yeah. Meanwhile, down in the basement of Radley, Spencer's tooling around with a lantern and Toby behind her. Mm-hmm. Toby insisted on coming for this, even though he didn't have to. Like he, Toby caused a lot of strife in his own relationship here. Oh, yeah. I mean, he didn't really need to. I, I'm honestly amazed that it, Yvonne sucked behind this guy. Yeah. So they find a wall where it's like, okay, according to the blueprints, there should be something behind this. The Spencer pulls out like a little cordless uh, table. Is that like a table saw? What are you going to do with that? Mm. Um, they're just going to saw through the wall, I guess. Um, I mean, these two are just like power tools. Nice. Yeah. So then back at the Lost Woods, Caleb's kind of giving them the rundown on how this is going to go. Hannah's going to stay here. They got cameras and motion detectors and all that sort of shit. They've also somehow conveniently missed. There's a giant human-sized hole somewhere in this room. In the floor. Yeah, I mean, I guess the floor. I mean, I'm not just talking about the asshole that is Ezra. Okay. (laughs) That was a sick burn. I just got some, so I'm going to let it pass. Hannah texts a, I'm at the Lost Woods Resort alone. And so, all right, it's like it's all set up. It's going down now. And I guess the plan was to do this while Spencer was busy doing something else the whole time. Well, they think that sh- that shower somehow involves. So, like, they're locking shower out of her room, which think about that. Yeah. Locking this poor handicapped girl out of her room. My God, they have to work. <laughs> uh, Why they break into the records room underneath the Radley. And Hannah's just like praying so goddamn hard. You mean Allie? What did I say, Hannah? Yeah. Oh, whoops. H- Hannah's praying for that Caleb action. Yeah. Um, yeah, Allie's in church. She's praying, and it's like this kind of like it seems like someone's coming in to get her, but oh, it's just Emily. Emily's trying to comfort her, and Allie's just like, I don't know what's real anymore. I'm going crazy. She's like, Emily's like, Really? You had a rough afternoon. Yeah. Welcome to my life. Uh, and then back to underneath the rally. That does not look like they sawed through the wall, really, but sure. No. Um, so they there's like a door behind it. So there's they're making progress there. And back to, oh, no, we're not going to cut. It's because there's the noise coming. There's a light coming around the corner down the rally. Toby pulls his piece out. Spencer's kind of alarmed that he brought a gun. I think that's because she's actually twins her. Or she's just furiously aroused. Mm -hmm. 
and power Caleb, tools, guns. Caleb thing. demands to know who it is. He's got a gun. A light flashes in their eyes. Bold of Mona to be like, rather than say who I am, you who's pointing a gun at me, I'll flash a light in your eyes. Yeah. 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 She does. She doesn't care. Toby's Toby's not going to pull the trigger. Also, yeah. you said Caleb. I love that we both keep screwing up the names. Did I say Caleb? Yeah. I think you did. I'm um, terrible at that. I should be better. Um, Mona Spencer says something like, "You're still stalking us," and Mona's just like, "Fuck this! I want to know what's up." <laughs> Mona blows her a kiss. Let me in on the game. Yeah, yeah. So they come inside this weird room. With well, just at like, this point, wouldn't you just be fucking relieved if Mona showed up to any covert operation you were doing? Seriously, yeah. There's all these shells covered in cobwebs and this ancient ass uh, Radley sanitarium folder, which is somehow not covered in dust. Well, here's what I think is suspicious. It's the only file in there. It, they were meant to find this. Yeah, it's the only file. Who meant for them to find it? Toby's the one who pointed this area out. Spencer is the one who wanted to go down here in the first place. Mm-hmm. Did A just know they'd be down here and planted this? How? I mean, it's in a room that was seemingly boarded up. Yeah. Yeah, sketchy. I mean, I guess this is a little bit of grist for the, the Twinser mill. Just because Spencer is the one who wanted to come down here. Um, so they, they discover that like Mary Drake was somebody who existed and she was at Radley and she had a baby. Mm. Right? That's when we get the baby, right? Yeah. Yeah, Charles Drake there. Mm-hmm. So we find out that uh, obviously Charlotte was adopted. Uh, technically the cousin of Allie, not the sister, but adopted. Yeah. Yeah. And it says the mother and father were Jessica and Kenneth. Oh, that's who's adopting. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we know a little bit more about the weird and twisted De Laurentiis family tree. Well, I mean, Kenneth's name's on that file. So did he not know that he adopted that child? He must have known. Did he not like like tell Tanner that when he was like meeting with her in private to like tell her something? He wasn't telling yeah. Allison. Yeah, you wonder about that. And did wasn't Tanner like? Hey, goofball who broke into this room, you big stupid idiot. Like, you don't even know that Charles isn't even really your biological, like, sibling. Somehow this is the only record of this yeah. down here hiding that, like, Mary Drake exists and whatnot. Mona kind of scours because she's like, why did Spencer call Toby and not me for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back at the Lost Woods. This is when the editing gets really weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, like, we suddenly cut to uh, out in the woods. We see, this is the liars here, like, watching Hannah from afar. She's still inside her room. Uh, and Caleb's got his like little iPad where he's like monitoring the tracking systems and whatnot. Um, and then it's like, oh, there's movement like over here. So they all run over there. The editing's really weird here. Like it seems like it's going way too fast because mm. they run over to this new area and suddenly there's all these flashing lights from the strobe lights that Caleb put up. And it's like, there's no one here. Oh, we got to get back to Hannah. And then, like it just cuts from them with all the flashing lights. And like the trap that didn't work, to suddenly they're knocking on the door of the Lost Woods, trying to get in, mm. screaming for Hannah. Uh, somehow they force the door open. Hannah's not there. The windows are still closed. Hannah's gone. How did it happen? I guess they don't see the hole then. They must discover the hole later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Hannah's somehow been abducted. So Allison's going to check herself in the Welby. Welby. Whatever. There is no way in hell I would ever voluntarily check myself a new mental institution i think even if you were in the middle of an amnesia grift even then yeah hmm. you'd have to put me in there someone else would have to to override me like to me okay. just voluntarily checking yourself in just you do your you're part just asking for it you do your part we'll do our part mm-hmm. but she's got to take her wedding rings off she gives them to emily to give to rick and 
they have I mean this is like as close to like an Emerson moment as you get in the episode or something mm-hmm. where they just have like a little heart to heart where Allie gets led. The moment the shippers have all been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. Emily checks her love to a metal hospital. Allie's led away. Uh, so pretty soon she's going to be strapped down to a bed wearing like a Hannibal Lecter muzzle. Also, just a reminder, mental health is a serious thing. You should take care of it. Love won't always save the day. <laughs> love won't save you, Allison. <laughs> only my new powers will. Also in some psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, back at the Radley, Peter Hastings is giving a nice little intro welcome oh, to the new state senator. Bartholomew Spectacles is there in attendance. He's a supporter. He's a supporter. He's a solid Democrat. Holy shitballs. Yeah. Awesome. I Member love this guy community. even more. I would love to have this guy in the podcast. I really would. What would you ask him? A thousand questions. Okay. Uh, so Veronica raises a hand with Peter there. She's the new senator. Everyone claps. Uh, he's clapping he's looking at like Spencer this cheesy look like I'm in such deep shit with Yvonne you don't even know oh man it's gonna be bad when I get home (laughs) I'm not even there right now when I get back to our trailer how does he not get dumped after this why does she say yes to his proposal he's not there for the mom to lose yeah Mm. and then like a couple weeks later he's inviting the mom over to the engagement dinner is he gonna come over and just give her like a there there pat Especially when you factor in the whole abortion scandal. She's thing. been like publicly embarrassed. The Phillips, right? The yeah. Phillips family. Mm-hmm. I mean, Yvonne may be dead right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's not been going well for that family. Yeah. And it's I feel like they'd be they'd be looking a lot at Mr. Toblerone Kavanaugh here. Mm-hmm. Like it all went bad when you showed up. Well, technically when Spencer showed yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this this Black Widow here. Mm-hmm. I mean, they already had a tenuous, like, guess which fuck up is coming to dinner situation. <laughs> and then he was turned to the dark side by that that Hastings voodoo. Yeah, so they are happy for each other. And then Spencer gets a call because uh, Hannah has been abducted. She runs out of there. Mona has kind of like wa- observed all this from afar. Because even, even after helping them below in the Radley basement, she's like, Mona still doesn't get to stand around with them. Yeah. Uh, so they I'm run off. And Mona follows them. And uh, back at the Lost Woods. Just somebody hug Mona and tell her she's amazing and she matters. Yeah. That's not going to happen with Caleb here. No. Uh, I, I do really love this reading from Caleb here. They, they discovered the hole in the floor. And it was like, who would have thought to check the floor? And he's like, A would. <laughs> Which is so true. That's. A covers all bases. So what is this? Like the bed's been moved aside? I think so. So yeah. how did this work? Because obviously A didn't come up through the hole. Hannah was sitting on the bed. I so, mean, maybe you could still get up through the hole. If, you know, depending on how much clearance there is there. I don't know. I mean, because Hannah's been stolen in the night and put in the hole. But like, I assume that A like knocked on the door and Hannah's like, who could it be? And then A like grabbed her and threw her down no, the I hole. No, I think A had to come up through the hole. So she's just sitting on the bed and it just starts to move to the side. And she's like, well, that's weird. I mean, for all we know, A could have already been there underneath just waiting. Hmm. You know, I've already climbed out. <laughs> Listening to them like kissing. And yeah. Like, all really all A has to do is roll out, stand up, bop Hannah on the head and then take her down in the hole. Like pseudo clue? Yeah. Hmm. My whole boss is here. All these weird people. They know every inch of my body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then Mona shows up and Caleb fucking freaks out when he sees Mona. Like, what the hell did you bring her here for? Which 
this is the start of like is something weird going on between Caleb and Moda I think and why isn't it and why are they so hostile here and then like doing each other's coffee yeah 10 episodes later what is going on with these two I mean she put up with him for what like 36 hours in a jeep when he smelled like who knows what he still is not showered yeah 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 uh, and then Ezra, they, we're treated the fact that Ezra still holds a laptop really weird yeah he's downloaded the footage and they rewind it and they're like that can't possibly be impossible that's bad um yeah <laughs> that can't possibly be impossible yeah mm-hmm. uh and then who do they see it and then like cut back to the dillarentis house we see wilden walk in looking all weird and terminator-ish and then he loosens his collar and pulls off a mask it's not wilden it's rollins and he speaks with the british accent now hello i'm sinisterly british now and then evil jessica dillarentis walks up behind him because this is mary drake the dark mirror universe just could do the rent and they talk about how much they love charlotte and how they're getting their revenge and, and then they tongue yeah. kiss do they kiss here no no okay no. i feel like they should have i yeah. would have loved it yeah mary goes over to the picture of charlotte and just talks about you know how this is all for her uh back to the outside the lost woods they've seen mary drake on footage so they know they know for sure that you know they found out mary drake existed and now they know that she was the one that was there although seemingly not the one who stole hannah no so i think no i think ad stole this is my reading ad stole hannah but they were communicating with with rick and mary via the text messages my feeling is that rick and mary are the masks and emoji and i but don't, but ad was running that show behind the scenes or something our ad just took over the game mm-hmm. i don't think that that rick and uh and mary really care about hannah or capturing hannah or any of that stuff i think that was probably a ploy to keep everyone busy while allison went went bonkers went squirrel factory i mean I, maybe it's something where ad is a moji has been doing everything but is maybe coordinating is not the right word but it's been somehow manipulating franchising out part of the operation has been somehow manipulating rick and mary into uh, like making sure that their scheme is working as well hmm. You know, I don't know. It's it's confusing. What's going on, Marlene? Um, so and then they what, get, did, what did Marlene know? Yeah, then they all get a uh, text message. I like how Emily and Spencer both check theirs on their Apple watches. Told the theory. Uh, Thanks for giving me Hannah. You're free to go. A.D. Bum, bum, bum. And they all just stand around like worried for like 10 more seconds as the camera pulls up. Mm-hmm. So A.D. has Hannah. Obviously, we know what happens there, but. Yeah, I'm constantly trying to figure out what exactly the AD versus AMOG situation is. We may never know. We may never know indeed. Because it kind of seems like the writers ignored most of this half of the season in the beginning of season seven. <laughs> like suddenly it was AD and there's no more like text on screen. and you know. But also season seven is light years better, I think. Yeah, well, I think they just had more time you know they had an off they had a hiatus, to yeah. think about where they wanted to go with it and whatnot um so yeah that was hush hush sweet little liars end of season six here i mean it's a decent last episode here we got a lots of fun stuff um even though this season as a whole just felt kind of weird and disjointed yeah i don't think this was a bad season by any means uh i don't think this was a bad episode i don't think i think this is certainly not the strongest season finale they've ever done no no i'd say that's fair um 
Yeah, I don't know. Season finale wise, this is this is probably the weakest. I mean, the season one, season two, season three are all pretty good. A for Answers is good. Dollhouse is good. So yeah, just this one's definitely low on that totem pole. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say this is better than six ten? Certainly more streamlined. Yeah, I would. I would. I would, I would say so. Just because there's our main characters are doing something. Mm-hmm. here yeah. they're not standing around watching the entire time uh, i think there's but there's like i said I, I really like the the pacing and the the creation at the beginning of a lot of iron marlin king's episodes i think at the end they're all racing towards a conclusion the, the editing in this one especially made it seem extra extreme like the impression i get the impression i think i the theory i formulated at the end of season three was that her scripts are always longer than they should be Hmm. And I try to save it in the editing And they just have to speed it up at the end. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, oh, one last kind of A tag here. We go to. Look at us completely forgetting about that. So it's playing on screen in front of us. Yeah. We go back to the church and we see that Anna's body is being dragged by a. Her lipstick is. I guess. Is that supposed to be blood? Like, Like she got punched in the face or something. But don't we find out that this is a mannequin? Yeah, so true. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the you went out of the season thinking like, oh shit, like Hannah's gonna be like killed on the in the bell tower. There's the whole thing where she wasn't in like the promo poster for yeah. the next season. It's like, oh, I wonder if they'll kill Hannah. It's like they're not gonna kill Hannah. But they will kill Toby. I'm dead. He's giving massages in the afterlife now. Do we have any feedback? No. All right. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, our website page is broswatchpll2. You can reach us at broswatchpll2 on Twitter. If you want to send us a longer email with your thoughts, broswatchpll2 at gmail.com. Oh, we got to figure out what we're watching in season seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to. I mean, we're we're racing to the end, obviously, because the show's coming back in a little over a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so before 7-11 airs, we will have posted our 7A rewatch. What will we rewatch? Let's go ahead and take a look at the episodes here. Do we need to do TikTok? No. I don't think so, no. And we, we all know what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we've got Bedlam, the Talented Mr. Rollins. We should do Hit and Run, 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 right? I mean, that was the that was a fun one. Um, Because I think we can do an hour on that scene. Mm-hmm. We can do like an hour each on several scenes. Sure. Um, I think the, the, the one right before is perfectly sell, summed up by Jacob, though, when Allison walks out at the end and she does her little well, well, well walk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're looking at number four, hit and run, run, run. We should, I don't know. I was going to say we should probably do The Darkest Night just because. I have no problem with that. Just to catch up, you know, because this is right where we're coming out of. So I have no problem with that. I don't want to do The Wrath of Khan. I feel like that was. A little disappointing just because Hannah's pl- plan was so dumb. Mm. It was so like so amateur hour. I feel like she could do better than that. Um, so we got one in Dead or Alive, original gangsters or X's and OMGs. Uh, let's see. Oh, Jason returns in original gangsters. Should we do that one? Um, let me glance for a second. That's the one where they they found Sarah's body. I think. Oh no, I'm dead. Um, I guess so. You guess so? Okay. Yeah. All right. So we will do 704 
707 and 710. Everybody got that? Episodes 4, 7, and 10 of Season 7. We'll be back to talk about those before the premiere of mm-hmm. 7-Eleven. Oh, shit. We haven't done a, like a real PLL podcast in like seven months. I'm a little worried. I don't know how that's going to go. We haven't had to do those notes in a while. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, until then, we'll be back. Season's almost here. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.